Welcome to Power Play. I'm B Zelda, but in Port Ruby, I'm known as Ulez Gali. What you are about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you would like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes. Or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and uh, welcome to Power Play. Um... I'm your game master, Rick Bud, and uh, you can see we have uh, three out of four of our um, normally uh, um, uh, present um, uh, cast. Um, Omar will be joining us theoretically before the show starts, so don't 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 worry about that. Um, but while he's not here, take this opportunity to tell you that these three are my favorites. These these are my favorites. Don't tell Omar. Nobody. Sh- 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 Omar, Omar might have the best hair, but these three are my favorites. So, um, oh, remind me to never Omar? be absent. Yeah. Um, no, you have to, would you? No. I think you're uh, winning well, at we, that so far of anybody. I think you're the only one who hasn't. Yeah, been I, yeah, I, yeah, right. I think Sam is the only one with perfect attendance so far. So, okay. Wow. Let's see. Okay. I'm a little jealous, but also not because I've never had perfect attendance at anything I do. So I'm living up to my own standards. And yet, yeah, whenever I'm, you are here, B. You show up. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So this is Sam DeLove, our Cadrax Eversinger, B. Zelda, our Ulez Galley, Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett, and uh, that vacant square down there will eventually be uh, Omar Najam, our Vion Vigor. Um, and uh, as usual, I want to start off by throwing a special thanks to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everybody over at Q Times. We could not do what we do if y'all didn't do what y'all do, uh, and we're super grateful for it. And uh, your subs and your bits help support Q Times and keep this platform here available for all the cool stuff that goes on. And there's a lot of cool stuff, uh, so you know, check out other stuff Q Time does. And uh, your donations to the tip jar that you see uh, below us there in the corner um, uh, go to the people you see on the screen and Omar. Um, and uh, uh, to that end, we have some rewards as usual. Here's how they work. Um, and if we get to $50, the team gets a point of community determination. God knows they need it this week because I do not think there's a single point of determination on the board. No community determination. Not No, no character has even one right now. Um, if we get to $150, uh, as you know, in-universe, our team has a mysterious benefactor who sends them uh, useful gifts that they remember they have from time to time. Uh, we know outside the universe that that uh, mysterious benefactor is you, the chat. And this week, the chat can provide the team with one-time use, what I am calling hypno-credentials. Those are my off-brand equivalent of Doctor Who's psychic paper. Oh. So... Essentially, it's like this is like, you know, it's like a, like a badge with nothing on it and uh, you show it to somebody and it kind of like hypnotizes them into thinking it is yes. whatever, whatever credential they need to see right now to let you get into the thing. Uh, the doctor's got one. Uh, he uses it all the time. And now our team will be able to have one one time use hypno credentials. Um, which are, once again, very similar to, but legally distinct from, psychic paper. Um, you have already gotten the team uh, a can portable voice. Tr- yeah. Can ours be, like, in the shape of a business card, since we so often have business cards on us? Yes, absolutely. Hypno, hypno business card is, is what we will consider that. Um, you've already got the team a portable voice stress analyzer, a one-day gym pass that got everybody a plus one to a physical attribute, uh, a uh, tracer that is good for distance of eight, which is hundreds of miles, 
and uh, four, count them, four long-range earpiece communicators, which are also good at distance eight. Um, uh, so this time, yes, the Hypno business card um, for $150. And if we get to $250, the after-credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. And, you know, I know I always say I get excited about these, but I think tonight might be what was, for me, the most fun lore drop to write you know the one the one i am most looking forward to dropping in a long time definitely one of the fun ones um you can always see these tiers in chat with the command unlocks and if you can't support us by donating you can help us by liking and commenting on our youtube videos or sharing our tweets and stuff like that we really appreciate all that it's great for the uh, the algorithm i am told um and fan art y'all have been killing it uh with the fan art um, and, uh, uh, we have, um, uh, we are, we are, we are readying new fan art reels. Um, I, I actually probably should have checked before the show if that is happening tonight. Oh, apparently we have opened up the first goal. Thank you so much, everybody. Team, you have a point of community determination. Um, and, uh, that's awesome. Uh, sorry, doing like 10 things at once here. Okay, back on. Um, so yeah, fan art, y'all have been killing it. We've got some amazing stuff and, and, we're, and you know, we are super grateful for all that as always. Um, also now you can get PowerPlay merchandise, t-shirts, stickers with Caitlin's wonderful character art on it, uh, and our, and, the, and our PowerPlay logo by our friend Hector Lowe available at the Q Times Teespring store. And right now the second wave of PowerPlay merchandise is available that's got the updated character art on it uh, with, you know, Benny with the lava arms and, and, and new, like, kind of Doctor Strange Vion and all that stuff and new legs with the cool armor and all that. So it's like, you know, uh, definitely check out that. Um, Jake will put that link into the chat for you. And uh, the game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson. You can find him on Twitter at S. Kenson, and I assure you he is a great follow. Uh, the book edition I have is published by Green Ronin. They have been sold out for a long time now, but you can get um, uh, print-to-PDF versions, I think, still from Ad Infinitum themselves or just the regular PDF, if that's what you're interested in. And uh, it, it, it's a great system, uh, highly recommend, ton of fun, and especially good for like little one-shots and two-parters and stuff like that. Like we, we kind of hacked it to turn it into like this long ongoing thing, but like really shines and like, just like, you know, plopping down with a couple of friends and, 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 and playing like some quickies. Um, so check that out. You can follow the show at Powerplay RPG on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, Powerplay is available as a podcast, so you can check that out uh, wherever fine pods are casted. Um, I am being told by Jake we do, in fact, have uh, the the updated fan art reel uh, starting tonight, so uh, stick around for the break um, and get to see, I mean, just like honestly, it's like putting this thing together just like blows me away, like seeing all these moments that just kind of get frozen in time by all these people with, with amazing artistic talent, which I can only be envious of. All I can draw is a helicopter. I could draw like a little like stick figure helicopter thing. It's the only thing I know how to do. Um, yeah, I, I learned it from like a had to draw book when I was a kid. It was like the first lesson in the book and I copied that one and then I gave up. So it remains for my entire life the only thing I can draw. Um, but I digress. Uh, that's the announcements. Time for power play.
And we're back. Are we back? Looks like yes. Yeah. I think oh, we okay. Muted, so we didn't get the three, two, ones, or that we were clear. Um, so we were trying to be well behaved, but this is more fun. Mm-hmm. I see why. I see why people do it. Hello, fourth wall. <laughs> hey. Yeah. How's it going? That's what we do uh, when we think the credits are still playing. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, previously on Power Club. Lila Pendry, uh, our team's old friend from the NSA, approached the team and introduced them to Dr. Keith Sutton, a scientist who works with a covert government agency called the Alien System Tracking and Reconnaissance Organization, otherwise known as ASTRO. Dr. Sutton explained that ASTRO had been communicating with the keepers of Spire, Ulez's people, in an attempt to learn more about intelligent life in the universe. That is, until the Keeper sent out an SOS saying they were under attack by the Star Choir of Beta Pixidus, Cadrax's people. Astro sent our heroes to space via a wormhole hidden beneath the waves of Central Bay. But a few hours into their trip, they were attacked by Sonny, the son of Cadrax's mentor, Sonneville. The attack knocked the ship out of the wormhole, sending it to an unknown region of space where it crashed onto a unidentified barren planet. Sonny pursued the team uh, to that planet because he wanted to kill Cadrax and prevent the possibility that their influence as Eversinger would change the Star Choir. Meanwhile, the team aimed to steal Sonny's ship. They all faced off in a long-dead alien city, which was overrun by roach monsters after the sun went down. Those roach monsters stole the fuel cell from Sonny's ship, but the team was able to reclaim it eventually. They didn't capture Sonny, but he did promise a fight in the future. At that point, the team departed the surface in Sonny's ship with Cadrax... Uh, and Benny? Or Cadrax flying alongside? Um, maybe just Cadrax flying alongside. Yeah, Cadrax flying, flying alongside, and Benny hadn't dropped lava form yet. She was okay. just waiting. <laughs> so Cadrax flying alongside the ship for safety, just in case of any last-minute sunny attacks. And that is where we will pick up. It is the morning of July 14th, 2021 in Earth time. Um, and uh, Cadrax... You, just as a just to, to, to get a little technical thing out of the way here, you only fly at speed two, and the ship has to fly at least speed nine to achieve escape velocity. Right. I imagine I get in the airlock well before that. Okay. So, Cadrax, <laughs> you get in the airlock. Um, I will say satisfied uh, that you are out of range of any last minute attacks from Sonny, who cannot he, he cannot fly like you. So. Uh, even with his ability to blast himself off the ground with harmonic resonance, um, you are good. And uh, yeah, you rejoin the crew inside the ship. Um, Ulez is flying the ship. Benny uh, is... Pacing. (laughs) Pacing. Um, And uh, Vion is uh, off checking something out right now. And uh, yeah, um, Ulez, this ship is very different than keeper ships like the one mm-hmm. astro gave you um uh 
you have a basic grasp over how to fly it, but you definitely will not be as deft at the controls as you would have been in the ship you had. Yeah, makes sense. It's not exactly built for myself. Um, yeah, this is this is now Starquire technology. Um, so, with the planet, uh, you know, firmly in the rearview mirror now, <laughs> what do y'all want to do? Uh, how, uh, Cadrax, how are you? Are you well? Hmm. I'm within working parameters for continuing our mission such that as it is capable to do so. And you? Oh, yes. We are very concerned and... We have a sensation of what we have re understood as anxiety, but it is not something that I am truly at ease with. But other, other than that sensation, we are physically well. It seems like an extremely reasonable response to the dire situation in which we have and continue to face. That is correct. Nonetheless, it is almost like a physical feeling. As if I had, um, what is the organs that the humans possess? Uh, there are not actual butterflies in their stomach, but they use oh. this expression irrespective of the presence of arthropods. Does this perhaps match your sensation? Oh, indeed. So there are no butterflies that truly reside inside the stomachs of humans? I have opened up many stomachs of humans and have never observed such a thing. Hmm. That's disappointing. Uh, Ulas, you don't have, like, a any sort of br breathing mechanism, do you? Not in the same sense as humans. It is not oxygen, per se, that uh, we require... But it is something. But, but I, like, like a process that, that, that keepers have that just kind of happens all the time that you maybe have a little bit of a control over? Do you have anything like that? I could analyze some plants. Um, I don't know if we have any. Benny's like, oh, no, we're not going to have plants in a spaceship. Um, well, sometimes when humans get the butterfly feeling in a not-so-great way. Sometimes it helps to focus on calming, you know, your whole body a little bit. And one of those things that uh, you can do is, you know, we breathe in all the way, because sometimes when you're nervous, you only breathe in a little bit, and oh. that might help. I don't think you have a... If you don't have a breathing mechanism, maybe you can run a systems check on yourself oh, as something to focus on. I don't Not know if that's idea. how that works. Well, we could assess some databanks and reintroduce the information that we have about our home planet. It has been so long since we have thought of Spire. That would maybe be good. I hope everyone is going to be okay. Tried not to dwell on it, but we're not well defended. That's that's why we're that's why we're gone. Mm -hmm. So where are you flying to right now? First uh, order of business, um, and this is actually what Cadrax is doing as uh, Ulez is regulating their autonomic processes and uh, running diagnostics on them, uh, is to get into the um, 
the secondary seat to take a look purely for stellar cartography because we could be literally anywhere and if there's even something that we recognize that is lovely it's also a great opportunity to see if there is that metaphorical on-ramp we were talking about uh is it possible to get back in the tunnel can we locate a tunnel please can we get back on the freeway i never (laughs) thought i would say this rick what have you done to me tell you what um Give me an intellect roll uh, for your ability to search through this computer. Okay, okay, 10. We remember our high watermark for intellect rolls. <laughs> yeah, you, this is, this is Star Choir technology, uh, and, you know, you are Star Choir, so you, you are able to move your way through this computer and find stellar cartography, and... Uh, yeah, at a 10, I will say you are able to find that Sonny's trick, uh, Sonny's, bleh, Sonny's ship tracked its own path from the exit to the wormhole. And you can give that to Ulez under, if, if assuming that, you know, that is the way to get back on. Or, you know. It is certainly a method worth attempting because hunting for a wormhole lacks metaphor in comparison of scale. Oh, hey. Yay! Oh, there are they. We found Vion. And uh, yeah, Vion comes uh, trotting down the hallway. Uh, Vion, you are on um, the ship. Uh, you have taken off from the planet. Cadrax is searching uh, the computer for a way back to the wormhole, and they found at least Sunny's path from the wormhole. Um, Ulez, if have you ever observed when Benny drives us that there are sometimes ramps at the top of which it is written, do not enter? Oh, yes. This is because... The flow of traffic in that direction is not encouraged, much like uh, Venus backup in a in a cardiovascular system. Nonetheless, if we perform the analog for this wormhole, perhaps given the low state of traffic, mm-hmm. we will enter the freeway successfully without a collision. Ah, uh, this is something that we can absolutely attempt. I will pass uh, the vector to Ulez. Okay. Ulez, do me a favor. Uh, sure. First, give me uh, an interface roll. That's uh, legit. Uh, uh, nine. Okay. Um, so you follow this path towards the wormhole. And, uh, yeah, like Kadrak said, getting on a highway by driving up the off-ramp is a little bit of a different experience than getting on a highway by driving on the Mm on-ramp. And here, remember how I talked about uh, way back when you were in the wormhole that it was sort of filled with the detritus of old ships and things that have been sucked into it? Well, some of them are kind of just shooting out of the wormhole, just being ejected into space random things that have been sucked from random parts of the galaxy. 
And uh, do me a favor. Give me a handling roll. Okay. Uh, that is your uh, handling. Is a test of coordination limited by the vehicle's handling ability. So it's just it's your coordination seven. in this case. Okay. Oh, no. Um, how's a seven for you? Um, okay. It's a rocky ride. You, yeah. you know, it's like this, this ship has pretty good armor. It's actually got better armor than the one that you had previously. Uh, but uh, it, one, it's got worse handling to begin with. It is not, not quite as, you know, maneuverable as, as the previous ship. And you don't fly it as well. So you are hitting some of that detritus as it gets ejected from the wormhole. Um, I'm going to say you lose a little bit of your structural integrity. Okay but not enough to really matter. And okay. you fly up the wormhole, you see all this stuff coming at you, and then all of a sudden those stripes are there again, and there's just like, poof, you are back in that tunnel. Ulez, you still have the original course in your system from earlier. Perfect, um, yep. So I'm going to say essentially this puts you back on track, um, but... Since the ship is a hair slower than the past one, and uh, you were not even all the way there, it was a days-long trip, you've got uh -huh. a little bit of time before you all arrive. Okay. Um, for starters, I think Ulez kind of looks behind them after not really warning anybody that they were going to run into so much space trash. Um, I hope everybody was kind of strapped in or something to that effect. Uh, and they're going to kind of glance. Um, we hope everyone is okay. That was rather chaotic, and they might be the only one belted in. Fine! <laughs> against the bulk wall. Bulkhead. Oh, Benny is now reconsidering her choice to turn back to human form. <laughs> yeah, dead. Benny, you're, you're good in here now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just mean she turned, she, after they left atmosphere, she went, reverted back to human form instead of lava form and got banged up a little bit from the... <laughs> this, it turned out, was a mistake. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good. I'm oh. good. I'm good. I'd like to go to the galley on this ship. Which, what? Sure. Uh, um, because Sunny has the analogous physiologic structures to what our humans do, and so there might be snacks. We were... We had to maintain our corporeal forms, and perhaps yeah. he did as well. Yeah, Kadrax, you you know this type of ship fairly well, and uh, like the Astro ship, it's got a bridge, and uh, it's sort of a this one has a kind of a Spartan medical bay, as you know, uh, the medical medical treatment for soldiers in, in the Star Choir is it's, it's, it's very low key. With um, your shield on it, yes. <laughs> There's a navigation area, engineering station, training areas, stuff like that, uh, and a galley. And uh, yeah, um, true. Just just like you felt uh, you would, you find uh, that the galley is stocked with kind of you know military rations. Uh, Sonny had talked about staking out the wormhole and waiting for you, so it looks like he was prepared for a good long wait. It is nothing super good you know not nothing really especially delicious but there is food here that we should be able to sustain the humans on the crew that need it this means at some point sunny went to a military surplus store 
can you imagine how awkward he made that conversation just for everybody involved? He is not a social person. I should say not. You were talking earlier about space uh, crash, and yet um, so. these are these are star choir issue for people who will be wearing uh, human skins. Interesting. I have no idea what that's like. In that case, he went to star choir. No. <laughs> Uh, so I will bring some of those back uh, up to the bridge for. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, you, you you gather some of them and uh, you are you are headed back up to the bridge. Um, as as you sort of walk around, I tell you what, Kedis, give me an intellectual. Okay. You thought about being something better than you were. Then you remembered who you were rolling for. Okay, that's a seven. Okay, um, seven. You, as you sort of walk around, checking out the ship, bringing these rations back, sort of seeing what's what, uh, you, you sort of get the feeling um, a ship like this would probably be more stocked up and prepared differently for an official mission. And, and you get the feeling that this might be stolen or maybe be belong to Sonny privately. Um, and, uh, you pass, you know, the training area, it doesn't have any of the normal training equipment that would be in it. Um, things like that. Uh, and, uh, you also pass by what you would assume is Sonny's quarters. Um, and, uh, it looks like, you know, some of, some of his belongings left behind. Um, but you, you have, you have a mission and you drop off your food to your friends. Please enjoy these rations created by non-humans with no sense of human taste. Well, now I have to try one. <laughs> I want to yeah. just grab something and I'm going to make Vian eat it with me. We're going to try alien facsimile of human snack. I have not had these since we first attempted the invasion. Very exciting. What does it taste and, like, Rick? I want to know. It is like, um, you know, it, it, it's like eating like a, a like a plain rice cake, but you know, um, with even less flavor somehow. But also, like instead of like kind of crunchy, it's like it's like a little bit you know thick and chewy, you know. So it's sort of like all the worst aspects of like the worst granola bar you've ever had and a totally flavorless rice cake, uh, just pounded together into one you know, easy to eat bar. I mean, maybe it'd be okay with like peanut butter, but. You know, when something is like, it should be more exciting, even if it's bad. Yeah. And when it's right down the, like the line of being fine, it's like, it's kind of a little disappointing. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's good. You know, all in all good, right? Edible. Yeah. Barely, but yeah. Again, think about it with peanut butter. Or like a Nutella or something? I, I agree with you, Penny. If it was with something better and tastier, it would yeah. taste better. It's like, a, yeah. It's like a vessel for other That's things. it. Catrix, is this like very nutritious? This was invented by non-humans with a finite understanding of human physiology. It is baseline optimized, but attempting to eat something like this for long periods of time, one would become, among other things, a selenium deficient. Great. So it's not <laughs> even that good for you. 
<laughs> it is I'm, a I'm fairly minor nutrient in the grand scheme of things that I think speaks to excellent reconnaissance and research prior to an invasion. I, I'm so sorry. I, to be clear, in terms of imitating the, our food, this is 100% accurate. <laughs> I'm, if anything, I, I think Benny and I are reacting to our own culture, if that makes sense. This tastes like expensive grocery store food. And I think that's sort of what we're... I believe this was modeled off of your British cuisine. <laughs> Vion spits it out. And I'm not sure if that's like because of a, like he's laughing or because of what you just said. <laughs> I mean, it definitely resembles aspects of food. Yeah. So, I mean, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so what does everybody want to do while you got some traveling time? What about the British who conquered the world for spices and then didn't use any of them? Oh, um, so, yeah, you've got some time now. Uh, what does everyone want to do? I mean, Ulez would like to... Uh, assimilate, consume, ingest all of the knowledge of the Star Choir that they can from this ship. Uh, you know, okay. Any Do me a favor. Any data, any history. Make an intellect roll. Yes. Fuck yes. Um, I think I would have this memorized. Um, that becomes 6 and 6 is 12. I know how to count. 12. Okay. You're doing that investigation. Benny, what are you doing? Wait, hold on. 14, if I had investigation. Oh, yeah, okay, 14. Can I just add that in that case, Universe's best detective? <laughs> <laughs> yes! It'll go on the door. Yes. Benny, what are you up to? Um, nothing about this situation has anything that Benny can be even remotely useful for. So I think she's just like strapped in, hanging out, like waiting to be given a, a task. Um, and until then, she just will hang out until someone has something that she can help with. <laughs> sure. And we'll, we'll count this all as like rest time for anybody who wants it. Uh, so you, you can all have, you know... Uh, your your max stamina back. Um, Vion, what are you up to? Uh, that depends. What's Cadrax up to? Cadrax hmm. uh, will go uh, leave the bridge uh, probably when they see Les start to research Starquire history because there's the version where you're over someone's shoulder and there's the version where you let someone process that history without having someone from that right mm -hmm. behind you. And I think Cadrax is ashamed and avoidant. So they are going back under and they are going to look through the uh, training area, see if maybe we didn't see Sonny's uh, weapon on him, the one he the one he killed me with. Um, so I want to see if maybe that's on the ship. So I'll look in the training area and, and in his quarters for those. So that's where Cadrax will be in general. Beyond? Uh, in that case, um, 
mean, the vibe in general is like pretty chill. So I don't think anything too intense has to happen. But Vion will get up, walk past Benny, and kind of turn and go like, uh, and like point to like one of like the windows or just like views outside or anything. Just be like, if you see like a, a little like gremlin on the wing, let us know. <laughs> I walk is, that out. A, is that a thing I'm supposed to? Vian, is that a thing I'm supposed to be worried about? He's gone. God damn it. She watches out the window. <laughs> I love that you think that Vian would know. <laughs> like, Benny and... in this moment feels completely and entirely out of her depth, and she's surrounded by people who have been chill the whole time. So in like her subconscious mind, everyone knows better than her right now. So like, yeah. There's a lot of fake it till you make it coming off Vian bigger right now. Oh, fully, fully. Always. Um, and uh, I'm going to make my way down to where Cadrax is. Okay, um, tell you what, both of you give me investigation rolls. Or, or at least Cadrax, Vion, if you are joining Cadrax in their search. Oh, um... Max died, 12. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I won't join in yet, but if I do, I rolled an 11. Okay. Cadrax, yeah. you start off in the training area, like I said, it just... It's kind of empty. It looks like, you know, it would be outfitted before an official mission and there's nothing there. Um, you next move on to the armory, which would normally be replete with batons and shields and, you know, laser cannons like the one Sonny had. Uh, but this one is empty. Again, the kind of thing that probably would have been stocked up on an official mission. Nothing. Next, you make your way to Sonny's quarters. And, you know, again, kind of Spartan. Looks like Sonny, you know, lives pretty thin while he's on a stakeout. Um, you find some of the clothes you saw him wear on Earth, uh, including a jacket that's got uh, the tracer that Vion put in his pocket, still in that pocket. You find a sharpened aluminum or kind of steel rod that you guess is the weapon he had had up his sleeve. It's got what you can probably guess is stained blood on it. Dried, long dried. And uh, it's probably just been sitting on the floor of this, these quarters for a long time. You're not 100% sure this is what you were killed with because it happened from behind, but with the 12, I would say that seems like the likely deduction. And... Uh, You find recording. Um, in the Star Choir, Star Choir is in, you know, very audio kind of culture. Uh, they do not tend to keep pictures as much of, you know, their loved ones like we do. They keep recordings of their voices. And uh, this recording that uh, I would say is on Star Choir Digital Medium coming soon to the Apple Store. No. Um, you know, do you play it? Um, yes, I'll, I'll put my fingers under the plasium backing 
of it and hum to to resonate the recording. And what you hear is the voice of Sonavel. And uh, he is singing what you recognize as a very common star choir lullaby that parents sing to their children. Forgive me, folks, I can't sing for shit, but uh, it goes something to the effect of wherever the tune may carry us, let's never forget our bond from the hills of Cantalina to the choir far beyond. You will never be alone. My child, you'll always have a home as long as you keep this song close to your heart. That's it. I didn't see you there. Didn't mean to intrude. You are not. There are no authority figures here, nor points out of bounds on this trip. Emotional boundaries? And Vian kind of like leans up against like a wall. I don't understand. Do you want some alone time is I guess what I'm asking. I'm glad for your presence, Vian Vigor. This is uh, a lot, uh, which I get. Not the exact details, but in terms of there being very complicated emotions, especially surrounding one's um, sense of parentage and mortality, <laughs> I understand very well. But uh, also, Doc, if you just want to hang out in the quiet for a bit, I'm good for that too. I did not understand that parentage had the same significance. I don't think I have heard you talk about family beyond your sister. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was about to talk about my folks, and I paused because even though we're in the middle of space, I was still worried that they would hear me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing that you've ever experienced. Most of my loved ones perished in the Alpha Combine invasion of the moon. I'm this sorry to hear that. The other one. Uh, which is to say that I do not know that fear very specifically, nor could I mechanistically imagine it happening unless they too possess magic. Are they highly surveillant in temperament? Uh uh, they are Indian. Um, so in a sense, I don't know. It's just a strange thing, isn't it? Being connected to people emotionally and still feeling expectations and oath, even if they're not immediately in front of you or with you in, I guess, a traditional sense. You feel that for your parents? Yeah. Uh, amongst a lot of things. It's odd. I don't know. I feel like I kind of stuffed all that stuff in the back of my head. I'm kind of working through maybe some other uh, authority figure 
stuff that has more to do with the immediate, you know, and I phase and unphase. <laughs> but just in general, it's, um, it's an interesting feeling thinking about people who are not right there. And I know that's probably ironic coming from a ghost himself, but I don't know, maybe it speaks more to us than it is about them. We have a saying that the choir beyond is too busy resonating to stir gossip among themselves. That was, of course, before more active interest was taken. But yes, perhaps these things are more about us and how we feel. I certainly I feel a sense of obligation and oath toward all of you. You know, when we talked at the lake house, I was saying that it wasn't really my choice. And I kind of made like a big issue about that. And Extremely you talked angry, about yes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I was just upset. And it's interesting because now that I've got so much removed <laughs> and I'm so far from everything that's familiar, you take away everything else and I'm kind of just looking at what I've got left. You're right. It is the dedication to the people around you, even if they're not physically there. But could appear at any time like your parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. The college years were very tough in that regard. But there is something yes. about, uh, <laughs> I don't know, there's something about making people proud. I feel like we kind of just never shake that. That truth transcends the stars, Beyond Vicar. May I ask you a question? Yeah, anything. Uh, you speak of Beyond Vicar's parents. Mm hmm. Yet at the lake, you told me you are not Fionn Vicar. Why then are you so relieved that you need not feel guilt because you believe he was murdered? Mm. I was told by a individual that I have not seen in quite some time that the life I was living was behind me and that I was given a new, I guess I'll use the word life, but that's not really kind of what it is. And that was tough for me because it was my fault. I threw away my life. And I think what was hard about that was that I think ultimately now that I can see what I could have done with that living life where I had blood and I don't know, needed more food and sleep, <laughs> the potential of all that and how some of that could have been gone because of my decision. But if it wasn't my decision and it wasn't my fault and I didn't throw away my life, even if it's the consequences of something I did, because I, I am curious as to who killed me, you know, don't get me wrong. That is definitely something that's in the back of my mind. I look to something pointed in the corner. It's still my life then that I didn't throw away. 
And these are things that I still have to deal with, like family and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, you and I have one thing in common above everything else. People have failed to kill us. They've just made us figure out a different way to adapt. But they failed. And I'm Vion, and you're Cadrax, and we're on a spaceship, flying around, just hanging out, being buds. I'm glad you are my bud. And I'm glad you are my bud. Vion, I would like to play this again. It is perhaps not directly comprehensible. Mm-hmm. To humans, it is not in your language. But would you like to listen to it with me? I would. Before we do that, though, do you still have the package I gave you before we left? Of, of course. And uh, out of the inside of their white coat pocket, uh, there's an edge of some of the paper that's a little singed that couldn't possibly be from lava or anything it must have just been completely coincidental (laughs) uh you helped me a lot at the lake house when you said just fall and it was me falling and i needed that i needed to fall i needed to fall out of every expectation and every label that i had and the last six months have been incredible and they've been mine And it's resulted in a reward of me finding out that my death wasn't my fault, which is a very big deal to me. And I understand that probably in a very morbid way, that doesn't sound great. I think a lot of other people would probably be very upset, but I think you and I can kind of understand a little bit that like, it's very silver length, that cloud. Yeah. Uh, And it got me thinking, you know, I've been sort of meditating on that a lot. And it's funny, we come from so many different places um, and Maybe we feel different feelings and we communicate differently. Um, But we're still going through, you know, this, for lack of a better term, life together. And sometimes there's things you can't say to people. And so you got to write them down yourself. But um, maybe even that language is, you know what? I'll say this as a writer. Language like gender is colonial bullshit. So sometimes you need another way to jot down your thoughts and your feelings and maybe even share them with somebody else. And I kind of gesture to the package. I open it, pause, look at it. Is this a gender? No, it's not a gender, uh, because it's not a social construct. Um, It is a notebook. Notebook. Go ahead and open it. And you see that there's not lined paper for writing words. It's music, empty staff lines. Sam just had the biggest flashback to college oral skills in the whole wide world. I can see it. Uh, is there a pen in this room? No, there, there's, there's a pen somewhere. 
if if I'm in the room, there is definitely a pen. I promise you that there is going to be a pilot G two ten at any given time. <laughs> so I would hand that over. Not to be specific. Um, <laughs> so I I take it, uh, or no, I think what probably happens is uh, I look at the look back at you and probably some anticipation. Uh, I'll make a, a, let's see, I'll make a treble clef. Cadrax isn't that musically literate yet. They're not that fancy. <laughs> um, hold the lullaby in one hand, hold the pen in the other, and start to transcribe it. Yeah, that's, that's just amazing. Um... Uh, and yeah, as the two of you do that, um, the trip goes on and, uh, eventually Ula's galley, your system, um, alerts you that, uh, oh, and I, I will say you have spent the night. There's not a ton about the star choir just in general on this ship because it is sort of a stripped down military vessel that's not prepared for any missions or anything. But you have learned a lot about the star choir's engineering uh, as far as how their ships are built, what they're good at, what they're not good at, um, where their weaknesses are, things like that. Um, and uh, as, as, as you, if you want later on, when you want to draw on that knowledge, you just let me know and I'll tell you what you found that's appropriate to any given situation. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and then your system alerts you that you are coming towards the off ramp that you were looking for in the first place. Um, Les, do me a favor, give me a handling roll. Uh, that's right. a coordination roll for you. Yep. That's better. Uh, 10. Oh, okay. And yeah, you, you kind of guide the ship into one of those stripes on the wall, just like before, it kind of looks like you're about to smash into, you know, this this physically real thing, but you just pass right through it. it it's, it's, you know, it's not even really there. And come out into space, and, and, and immediately you know these constellations. You know this this territory. This This is home for you. And Spire appears on your sensors. However, a whole bunch of other things appear on your sensors too. Because Spire is surrounded oh, no. by Star Choir ships. Like the whole planet's surrounded? Um, let's say it's, you know, a pretty good sized invasion force that has, uh, uh, staked a perimeter around the planet to the extent such a thing is possible. Oh my goodness. Um, where are the rest of you? Bridge? Benny's been on the bridge probably most of the time. Okay. Uh, I would have headed up, I suppose, after we started to exit. Fair enough. Cadrax, same. Okay. Yeah. So first, let me tell you, 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 you look on screen, you know, there's like kind of like track. There's a big screen that shows you what you need to see. And uh, the planet itself uh, is in orbit around an enormous big blue sun. And uh, the planet itself is pretty large. Um, from space, you can see oceans and mountains. And, and when you look very closely at it, 
you can see these sort of bright multicolored dots scattered around the surface, you know, like somebody like bedazzled the whole planet or something. Uh, Ulez, you know that those little dots are cities. Yes. Um, and then an alert sounds. Oh no. Oh, um, uh, play alert? Ulez, you can see from the computer that Star Choir ships are closing fast and you are being hailed. Oh no. Um, uh, Tim, how, um, we are being hailed by the Star Choir and, um, uh, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, we're on a Star Choir ship. If, as long as they don't have issues with Sunny. Kadrix, do you think you can talk, talk to them? Sooner or later, we must find out our status with the choir. It appears it is sooner. Okay. Accepting hailing for uh, hailing call. Yeah, and uh, you, you put the call on screen and you see um, there is what appears to be a human man. If I had to cast him, I would say he is Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and... Uh, he says, this is Commander Blair of the Coral Marines. Identify yourself. This is Caldrax, Squire of the Blue. The Blue? The Knights of the Blue? Yes, sir. I was under the impression that the Knights of the Blue perished on Earth. What are you doing here, Squire? I am the last surviving. I got off of the planet. Do the conductors know of this? Yours is among the first coral faces I have seen. He kind of thinks about this for a second. Uh... Why are you here? Cadrax, I, I like to think, and maybe you can make, make a complex task role. Uh, because this conversation is uh, choral in nature, they have a second track effectively functioning as a, a translator. Like they're kind of multi-phasing their voice, you know, like uh, throat singers. So there's like one process that's having this conversation, but another fairly quiet one that's uh, putting it into English for the humans and for Ulez. I, I, I will let you just have that for now. <laughs> uh, good. So you know exactly why Catrax is completely freezing up to answer this question and has uh, their hand just a little bit off camera like, help. <laughs> uh, do, I, do I lie? A thumbs up. Is What's going on? Vibrating. Next to you, and I think as soon as you hesitate, they take that moment to jump up from the pilot's uh, seat and into frame. If this is a visual um, kind of interface, um, we are Les Galley, uh, designation eight five three nine four two five five four four, and we are requesting that you leave my planet. Oh wow, Ulez! Um, I think they deserve a point, point of determination. For honest, but naive for Please, that. Thank you. <laughs> for sure. Um, 
and uh, Commander Blair, uh, you, you, do you have a keeper with you on that ship? Is that a prisoner? What? Explain yourself, Cadrax. This is my ally, Ulaz Gali, who has introduced themselves to you. Your ally. Uh, make, a, make a willpower roll, Cadrax. Good, I'm wonderful at this. Remember, the number looks low. It looks low every time, because even the max die is not an impressive number. But seven total means four on the die, and that's better than average. Commander Blair says, um, ally. This is a matter that you are going to have to take up with the conductors. Frankly, I'm going to have to call this in. What we... have you done with my people? Nothing yet, but... The Great Library of Spire possesses an inordinate amount of information about our enemies, the Alpha Combine information that we could use to eliminate the threat they pose from the universe once and for all. So you threaten my planet? Do you understand who the keepers are? We keep the knowledge, we share that knowledge. That knowledge is for all who would seek it. What are you doing? Well, therein lies the problem because it also possesses information about the Star Choir, information that we would prefer to keep out of the hands of the Combine. So for the good of the Star Choir, and in fact, all life in the path of the Combine, Conductor Audon has ordered me to copy all the information in the Great Library of Spire. And then once it is complete, destroy it. You, you can't do that. You it's not can't. my fault. No. can't just erase information. Cadrax, this process will take 11 hours. I am ordering you to stand down and stay right where you are in that ship until I can assign a squadron of Coral Marines to bring in your ally. That is not of tactical necessity at this time. It is transparently not so. I will decide what the tactical necessities are. You are you ordered are to stand down, Squire. Make a willpower roll. Yes. <laughs> and yet, it's still not a good number. Nine. But it's max die. Again, I... You are ordered to stand down. I will not repeat myself again. Blare out. And the transmission ends. I'd like to try to trace the signal. To which ship it's from. Uh, wow, would you like some assistance? Please. Okay, so I'm going to try something we don't do a lot here, a combined okay. task, since you're both yeah. doing the same thing. Okay, so the way this works is the one of you is sort of like the chief, you know, uh, the main, you know, going to make the main role, and the other one's going to sort of do an assist. How okay. do you want to do this? I'll do the main. Okay. I will assist. All right, so both of you tell me what you get. Eleven. Uh, 
Can I add investigation? Um, <clears throat> this, this is sort of, you know, a scientific, you know, technological kind of task. You're not really like investigating, like looking for clues and putting things together. So okay. I'm going to say no, but uh, what do you get? Ten. Ten. Okay. So with Cadrax's success, that gets you an extra one point. So that's an eleven. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that you are able to trace the transmission to a cluster of command ships uh, that are much larger. You know, it's like figure there are like three of them. You know, most of these ships are you know the Tie Fighters of this army, and there's like three you know Star Destroyer type big ones, mm -hmm. and you can tell that this is coming from one of those ships. Okay. We need to jam their signals before they can give any such order. Is there something that can generate disruptive signal that we could use as an effective electronic countermeasure counter comparable to the human's satellites, perhaps? Hmm. You are the most familiar with what is available on the ship. Do you think there is something that we could harness? Not without using the cords to make contact, hmm. which would be an instantly aggressive gesture. Naturally, we will not allow the Great Library of Spire to be destroyed. So at some point, our requirements will come into conflict with that if, of the commander. If they haven't destroyed anything yet, if they're just in some sort of holding formation, are they still gathering the Alphabot Combine information? Is there eleven likely. hours? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, can okay. we start like a little a little time clock? Get timer. Thing? Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say everyone has a timer. Yep. Okay. I can't believe we're gonna have an eleventh hour. Yeah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey! I just heard an episode title happen in real time. <laughs> I finally got one. Yay! So okay. What's the best way to stop them? Do we hold, do we need to make do they need to be down there to get the information, Ulaz? Yes, they do. They must access the library on foot. Is the information from getting the alphabet combine information more important to them than destroying the Star Choir information? Because if we can hold that information, if we can keep that information planet side, that might give us more time. Rick, where are we right now in terms of orbital positioning vis-a-vis -vis, uh, the planet and uh, the ships? You said they were surrounded. Like, are we on the? Are we on an outer orbit? Are we on an inner? Like, so you're on the outside of the ships at this point. Like, as if Ula's, you know, was flying towards the planet, right. saw the ships, and kind of stopped before they pulled into like the mist of them, but Fair not enough. far. You know. It, then we are not very far away, and it seems like the only option is to run the blockade. Uh, so we should do so expeditiously. How do you... Uh, Ulaz. How do you oh, never mind. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to ask, hey, Doc, how do you all trans, like, uh, communicate? Like, what do you use? Like, electricity? Uh, yes, it's an electromagnetic ships. phenomenon uh, that you can see that we are not grappled. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, listen, I'm far away from home, but what if I gave you the ability to control electricity? Would that do anything? 
Oh. You know, I mean, like we can like hack into a thing to jam the signal. I don't know exactly how that works with spaceships, but I mean, if it's runoff of electronic signals between two ships or multiple ships or whatever. Because this is a ship of similar design, is there some kind of connectivity between the two? There's networked connectivity, but anything truly effective, well, that I could do typically would be by way of the quartz. Um, can we drift just a little off station keeping? I'd, I'd like to just kind of, you know, knock cat the control a little bit. Yeah. Um, just to, to get vector. Yeah, Lewis, I will control. say that you, you are starting to notice some of the ships from the main cluster are, you know, like I said, originally there were some ships streaming towards you in your direction. Mm -hmm. Some of those are now sort of starting to spread out kind of around your position. Okay. They're going to try to grapple inward if we do not comply. We must move quickly. We need to get planet side, right? Yes. So wait, Omar, are you doing this electricity thing? Do you need to make a roll here? Uh, well, if, if it's something you'd be interested in, Doc. Um, may I suggest, perhaps, that if our plan is to get to the planet as quickly as possible, we'll have to kind of push our way through, perhaps... If there is a way that I could route all of our power to our shields and we just, uh, how the humans say, uh, gun it? Heck yeah. We have options. Yes. Benny is most trained at being a power source. I could operate weapons if they try to grapple us. Ulez will pilot. Correct. What are your what are your grapples made of? Plasium. Is that a metal? It is, and I'm trying field? to I'm trying to remember how strong the buckler is off the top of my head. Uh, the buckler is, the buckler is, level is seven. seven, but um, you know, it's kind of like imagine different steel alloys have different properties. What you have for a weapons grade shield is not going to necessarily be the same. Maybe there's more chromium, you know? That's fair. Which is to say, Drake has wobble room. I mean, I've already entered atmosphere of a planet on the outside of a ship once. Do we want a precautionary? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if if it's plesium, I know I'm. I can. I can probably. Melt plasium. You could at least damage it, but it would also expose you to potential damage from Coral Voice. Well, then I'll just have to do my best to take it, huh? Do it. Okay. Exist well. Okay, so just so I'm clear here. You are going to put all power to the shields, essentially, mm -hmm. and just try and run we're gonna the blockade. Run the we're going to run it now. We're going to run it before we're surrounded. Yep. And I'm going to hang out in the airlock. I'm not going to get out unless it's necessary, but I'm going to hang on the airlock. And if we get grappled, I'm going to lava on and jump out. All right. Your armor was six, but because of some of the uh, debris that you took going into the wormhole, it, your, 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 your structural integrity is essentially down to five now. Okay. Um, 
Ulez, you ready to do this? Uh, yeah. Okay, give me a coordination roll for your hand. Oh, goodness. Oh. Uh, what's my coordination? Ugh. Okay, I got an eight. Um, however, oh, goodness. You have one point of community determination, one point of your own determination. Um, I'm going to use forget. my own. Okay. By the way, folks, if we get to $150, the team gets uh, um, a, a hypnotic business card, uh, or essentially our um, uh, similar to Doctor Who's psychic paper, but legally distinct, um, which if they had right now, they could just flash at Sonny, uh, flash at uh, uh, Commander Blair and get right by. But, um, you know. Uh, if we, quick question, Rick, if we get, yeah. if we get that, do we get it like immediately? Like, did we find it in Sonny's ship? Yeah, we will we'll, we'll, we'll say like like all gifts, your, your your mysterious benefactor has a way of getting it to you uh, on the spot. Okay, great. And then in that case, a follow up. Thank you for letting us uh, give us giving us that plan. <laughs> we appreciate it. Can't buy it yourself, Omar. Um, hey, all right. Or we use it to get into the library once we inevitably bust this blockade, uh, mm -hmm. destroy another ship. It's one ship per planet. <laughs> it really is sort is. of what we're broadly going for. Good theme. Yeah, yeah, remind me never to lend this team a spaceship. Okay, um, so Ulez, what did you get on your handling? Uh, eight, but I'm going to use my point of determination with I'm learning because gosh darn, am I ever learning how to run this ship and running it into the ground is what okay. I learned. Uh, so that's a 10. All right, 10. Benny, you are on lookout in the um, uh, airlock ready to go. Are, are yeah. either of you two doing anything? beyond Cadrax or are you just kind of holding on for dear life I've uh, got the I want the the, the mag boots on because that was the only reason I stayed on the ship last time so <laughs> yeah we'll say you still have those mag oh yeah, yeah. You, you never said you took them off so yeah that's fair if I went out into space I would just uh float away Benny what are you gonna do if like we're getting attacked my best <laughs> love it um well Theoretically, Kadrick said that their main form of attack is these grapple hooks in which they, you know, push their voice through to damage the ship. Mm -hmm. And if that's what I'm dealing with, that's, I know that's, yeah. And I mean, I got shot a bunch yesterday and I'm fine. So if it gets bad, I come back in. That's my plan. Okay. Uh, yeah. So casting cosmic isn't going to help a lot. All right. You know what? I'm just going to keep meditating on this and if an event comes up where i can help with i'll do it cool fair enough um Ulez, you push on forward this sh ship the rockets come to life and the ship soars towards the planet um as that happens uh the screen pops back on uh, commander blair uh, his face appears again and he says you have been ordered to stand down See, cut your engines or you will be fired upon we will not. Very well. The screen Ooh. goes cut. Uh, cuts off. So, do, 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 do. Um, where's my spaceship? So many mm. ominous rollings. Okay. Um, so many ships surrounding us, oh all of which can fire independently. I think really quickly, Ulez will turn to Vian. Um, I might require some additional um, energy? Electricity. Um... What other powers this ship? Uh, you need more electricity? Yes. Uh, I think I can help with that what? a little bit. 
Um, let me see. Ooh, now what I have to do? Strange request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying mechanically. Could I like tell? Could I could teleport one of their energy cells? But I probably don't know where it is. Uh, let's see. It's uh, uh, a wicked idea, though. Thank Friend you very much. Um, I'm trying to see if there is if a thing not, I can help okay. with. And if not, I have a really bonkers idea. You know what? I yeah, I'm gonna keep scrolling. It's it's a really good idea, Ulez. Um, if I can help, I 100% will. But you know what I will do for now, Ulez? Where is the power center? On our ship. Yeah. Uh we believe it is on the first floor towards the end. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you what. Patch communications back there. Okay. I, I don't think a lo- I don't think my magic stuff can really help a whole lot in space until we like touch down. There's not a lot I can do except for this one hail mary I got in my back pocket, uh, which is a terrible idea. But if we need it, I'll do it. But for right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna Scotty this, okay? And okay. I'm gonna or it, it, you and I would probably know it better as Chief O'Briening this. Ah, and yes. I'm gonna <laughs> make a break for it. I'm, I'm gonna run to engineering essentially, and I'm gonna see if I can what I can reroute physically there. Nice. All right. It's outside of the controls, if that makes sense, Rick. Good. The, it's better yeah, because the... Scotty doesn't know. I don't know why you would try to be. <laughs> don't tell Scotty. All right. So the trip to engineering is not far. What do you want to do there? I would like to reroute um, everything non-essential, like lights, everything, to our engines. Uh, I'm, make... I'm, let me let me put it this way, Rick. I, I, I'm going to get... I, I'm, She's given all she's got, if that makes sense. Give me an intellect roll. Great. I love that. One second. Please enjoy this antimatter drive. <laughs> it comes all with right. its own miniature particle accelerator to generate said antimatter. Okay. No big. <laughs> uh, 13. How's that do, Rick? 13. Okay. Um... you're a smart guy but figuring out you you know the you know engineering of an alien spacecraft that you have no familiarity with is pretty tough yeah but Um, ulez is using comms to tell me ulez downloaded the controls of the ship Okay. Ulez is instructing me. I'm just there to be like hitting the stuff. Sparks are going to spray or whatever. I'm just going to be connecting pipes and things like that. And I'm Ulez doing that kind 14 of on the understanding stuff check, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Okay. <laughs> the ship soars through the crowd of other ships. Um, the ships that were surrounding you slowly start to come to life and uh, come after you. Um, you pass a couple of ships along the way and one of them fires its vocal cord at you and misses and another one fires its vocal cord and misses fired and i missed then i fired and i fired and i missed i missed both times okay and a third one fires its vocal cord and the cord weakly attaches to the hull i'm out but, i'm out i'm out the i'm out the gate well what i'm going to say is uh Okay, you're out the gate. You go outside to try and, um, what are you going to do? 
Well, she lavas on, gets out of the out of the ship, and she's just gonna go towards it wherever it's attached. She's gonna head towards the. Yeah, this is kind of like you know, like a like like a harpoon in a whale. You know, it's just like yeah. a big tether that uh, mm-hmm. I don't know leads to a ship that is on your tail now, and uh, the ship is kind of flying. You know at the same pace you are so that not, it doesn't get dragged by its own cable. Um, and uh, you've probably got seconds to act here before a blast of harmonic resonance is coming through that cable. Yeah, she's gonna what is it you want to do? I'm going to try to melt it. I want to, if I can, if at the very least I can start to liquefy it, sound is weaker through liquid because, you know, solids, so the molecules are closer together, but in liquid they're further apart, so at the very least I can dampen the attack even if I can't break this off of us. So that's the, that's, ideally I would like to bend and pull, pull this metal apart, but I don't know if I can do that before then, so at the very least I want to try to start liquefying the metal. Okay, give me... Oh my god. <laughs> an aura roll. Yes, okay. Um... Let's see. Can I, hey friends, can I use the point of determination? <laughs> yes. Oof. Okay. We gotta make sure we got some more determination back, though. Yeah, I know. I'm very Good, sorry because we we haven't been getting into any trouble. No, we have not. Us, nah. Here we go. That's only twelve. Okay, so you got a twelve, and mm-hmm. Vion, you got a thirteen. And Ulez, you had gotten a 14 on your understanding the ship role, right? Correct. Kadrax, uh, you want to do something? I see your hand oh, is raised. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm just uh, miming because I've got my hand on the bulkhead again ah. so that I can try to uh, reflect the attack if it comes through. Uh, this was something that came up in thinking about how rare it is to fight choir to choir. Kedrex. But any grapple is going to go both ways. Give me a harmonic resonance, like a complex task roll. Sure. Twelve. Okay. I'm going to use another mechanic we don't use a lot here, called the pyramid test. Pyramid test is when the whole team kind of works together by doing different things. And uh, the combinations, like essentially, so, so I get to, you know, two, four of you take actions, then I can add two of those into those into two greater actions and then essentially all into one overall role. So that vocal cord hits the side of the ship and makes a weak attachment. Benny, you start melting it and the plasium is very strong. This yes. is like, you know, this is like the vibranium of our universe and yes. and, and it, it starts to melt, okay. but it's not going super fast. However, at the same time, Ulez is telling Vion what to do. And Vion, you are down there just, you know, Scotty style or Borge or, you know, Miles <laughs> O'Brien or whoever you want to be, just pulling stuff, read, you know, jamming circuits into other things and connecting, disconnecting stuff. Not exactly sure how much of this you are getting right because it is so complicated. And, and Ulez is just flying a ship while shouting instructions to you. You, oh, yeah. you know, you got to figure out what they're talking about as they go. And that ship fires a burst of harmonic resonance along the cable. But the cable has already been partially melted, so only a small amount of that transmits. Cadrax, you reflect it back just as Vion pulls something out, which completely distorts the attitude of the ship, causing it to swirl, pulling it off of the the cable and uh, pulling you loose. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
you fly straight through the ships as they go. Some more fire at you, but your ship is kind of a little bit out of control now. And, uh, you know, nobody can quite peg your course. And uh, you, you, you do not get hit by any of the vocal cords. However, Ulez, you see a new hail is coming through. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> uh, except. Okay. And onto the screen, uh, you see what you recognize as Dizeros Elgoron. Ah! Anyone else who can see the screen, Dizeros Elgoron looks a lot like Ula's galley did when you first met them, only instead of a white uniform and helmet, Dizeros' outfit is black, and instead of those purple coaxial cables that Ula's has coming out of their helmet, Dizeros has kind of multicolored sort of rainbow cables coming out of their helmet. Uh, and Dizeros Algoron says, um, we greet you. This is oh. organizer Dizeros Algoron 424160509. Uh, with whom am, am I speaking? Oh, we greet you. This is Les Galley, 85394255544. 85394255544, you have been missing for quite some time. It is warm and wonderful to have you back. Oh, correct. The feelings are very mutual, uh, except that we are under duress and require assistance. Are you responding to my SOS call? Uh, yes. This frequency will only remain secure for a few more moments. We will okay. transmit our coordinates on the surface to you now. Then we will meet you there. Yes, please. We thank you. We thank you. Exist and well. Exist well. And uh, the transmission cuts through, and then uh, you get um, that transmission of coordinates, uh, which you recognize as a location outside the city of Intella, uh, which is one of the major cities of the planet's southwestern hemisphere. Uh, Ulez, you know that this is the location of the Great Library of Spire. You pull through the atmosphere, and uh, you land... You want like a landing roll? How smooth is how smooth is this landing gonna be? Um, you know what? Given that uh, uh, Vian has pulled apart uh, the things, <laughs> uh, the, the mechanisms that control the attitude, uh, yeah, I think that would actually be pretty good. Give me a handling roll. Handling, okay. So that's coordination. A member of our party has pulled apart a mechanism, and it gives us attitude. Is a excellent three and a half season summary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's a six total. Ooh, um, you come through the atmosphere and uh, the three of you can see, you know, as, as you come down through the sky, uh, Intella is kind of gorgeous. It's this huge city built in a kind of retro future architectural style. There are groups of kind of pastel colored skyscrapers that are all vaguely shaped like, like the Space Needle in Seattle kind of. And... Um, you fly around the outskirts of the city, kind of like pulling yourself in a circle around it to get to this coordinates. Uh, and uh, you see that the coordinates are taking you to a forest of incredibly tall trees with um, thick kind of swirls of purple leaves at the top, kind of look like truffula trees maybe. Um, and uh, the ship comes down and just, <laughs> you all 
kind of feel the bump. It is not a crash landing, but it's not super smooth. And it coasts through these trees, kind of doing some damage to the trees, taking, you know, vines, pulling across the wings, things like that. Nobody's hurt. The ship is maybe a little bit damaged. It's not total. It's, again, not a crash, just not a super smooth landing. Um, and, uh, and then the ship finally comes to a stop. Oh, we made it. Welcome home. Is everyone, are, are we all okay? Uh, Benny. Uh, Benny, are you well? A little windswept, but I'm good. <laughs> I think Benny's got like the magma that's like, that's kind of like pushed back a little bit and she kind of like reforms back into he, a human. You're still <laughs> outside, Benny, right? Mm -hmm. She was. <laughs> I was. Okay. On top, so theoretically. You see this guy who kind of looks like Ulez Galley again, but you know, sort of black armor with like rainbow coaxial cables kind of walk on up towards the outside of the ship and with him Benny. there are like this small group of other keepers, maybe nine or ten, and they all kind of vaguely look like Ulez, you know, but they, they have their own, you know, you can discern maybe seven or eight different color schemes amongst them, you know. Um, and uh, they, they all kind of gather at uh, the door of the ship uh, and, and, and the three of you inside hear like a knocking. Penny, yeah? I was going to say, she kind of like, I think, lifts herself back up and gets human shaped again and kind of like watches them, like kind of steps to the edges. She kind of watches them all come up. And uh, I think if anyone looks up, she's just kind of like, uh, we greet you. And, and like three or four of them all look up in unison and are like, we greet you. And then. Uh, we have uh, visitors. <laughs> I say it to my friends inside. <laughs> oh, good. I will open up the airlock. Yeah. And you open the airlock and open the door. And uh, there is Dizeros Elgoron 42416509. And uh, he says, we meet you. Ooh. And you know what? On that. We'll pick up right there oh! after a ten-minute break. Um, this is this, this is this is great. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be back in ten. We are still uh, trying to unlock um, the uh, mysterious benefactor gift. Uh, we appreciate anything that anybody uh, can 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 help uh, support with, and uh, and we'll see you in ten minutes. Thank you so. Much. Oh yeah, enjoy the new. Uh, uh, fan oh, art yes. reel. Oh my god, yeah. there's yeah. so yeah. much great stuff in this. Uh, we got some of the old stuff, it's all mixed together, it's kind of cool. Um, uh, yeah, check it out. We're, we're super proud of everything everybody did, and, and uh, we're, we're super grateful for all the fan art. So, check that out, and we will be back in 10. And we are back. Uh, I, I see while we were gone, thanks to some incredibly generous donations uh, from, from people like uh, Brian Wright, stuff like that, our good friend from Twitter over there. Uh, we have unlocked the uh, Hypno Credentials, which, uh, again, are legally distinct from Doctor Who's psychic paper. Um, so, you know, come at me, BBC. Um, no, don't, don't come at me. Um, oh, but uh, I get why there's an intellectual property issue because, like, psychic paper would trade marks. No, oh, wow, God. wow, and here we are, stream over. Yeah, I guess, guess we can't fire Sam midstream. So, uh, all right, I guess we're that's I guess Benny's we're job. Um, oh, God, 
All right, I'm just cutting this off right now. So thank you so much, everybody, uh, for your incredibly generous donations. I will say that you find a, a square of a hypnotic business card um, in uh, somewhere in Sonny's belongings, and uh, you have that now. It was planted long ago by your mysterious benefactor, who has incredible foresight. Um, uh, broke into Sonny's ship on Earth, planted it in that same pocket that the uh, tracer was in, and there it was for you waiting now. Um, and, Can we say uh, that we pick the tracer up, by the way, just for the purpose of having oh, declared please. it? Thank you. Oh, you're taking back the original tracer? We want yes. to. Okay. So uh, we will uncross that out on your inventory after the game. But I believe the original tracer was like a distance of two or something. Unless no, distance of, distance of three, something like that. Somebody mm -hmm. can probably look that up Blocks. on the public. Yeah, there's there's the public. Yeah, just look uh, at um, when I was murdered. Benefactor list. Um and uh, yeah, and if we get to $250, what I think might be the most fun lore drop we've ever done. Um, and uh, I mean, just, I mean, for me, I don't know, your mileage may vary, but um, yeah, so you come out of the ship or uh, the ship door opens and uh, uh, Dizeris Elgaron, uh, Elgoron is there uh, and he says, we meet you. Um, please come, 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 our, our friends. Oh, yes. Um... Uh, Vion? Cadrex? Yeah. Um, this is Dizeros Algoron? Um, we would just call them Dizeros, though. Oh, Dizeros uh, is very appropriate. Um, I, I, I am one of the organizers. Um, as, as Ulez may have told you, um, keepers are divided up into gatherers who go out into the universe and collect information, uh, like Ulez here, and organizers, like me, uh, who synthesize that information into higher orders of knowledge. Um, there are four basic types of gatherers, uh, the inorganic, uh, who, who study patterns that operate at the molecular level, like physics and chemistry, uh, the biological, who study patterns that constitute living things like plants and animals, uh, the social, uh, who study patterns that arise through the interactions of the biological patterns, and uh, the intellectual who study more abstract, higher order patterns like science and philosophy. And, and he points around at his companions as he's explaining this. Inorganic gatherers are uh, L4 undulatum and Canis tridacta. Uh, biological gatherers include uh, Lutra malculus and Oulas galli. Uh, social gatherers include uh, Ronalinxillus and uh, Ursi Artur arturis. And uh, intellectual gatherers include Nulex facava and Esmolatricome. Um, all organizers are Dizeros Elgoron, um, much like all horticultural gatherers, uh, oh, sorry, all, like all horticultural gatherers are Ulez Galli. You know, we hadn't actually told them that. Uh, it can often be a little overwhelming, all of that information, and we hadn't quite figured out how to present it yet, but that was very well done. Ah, well, I, I, I get very excited to teach people new things. Um, oh, and, yes. And, as an organizer, uh, the presentation of knowledge is, is my, my principal preoccupation. Uh, although today um, I, I have a different preoccupation. Um, uh, uh, should we walk and talk? Well, we should stay under the trees. Um, oh. the, these, these trees, uh, um, they will block the Starquire scanning, te scanning technology from finding us. Uh, but once oh. we leave this cover, uh, they are certain to ascertain our presence. Multi-purpose um, trees, okay. We have been figuring out what our course of action is. Um, as we speak, a team of Ronaling Silas are pleading with the Star Choir to allow the continued existence of our people and planet. Uh, we believe if we can justify our utility, they will be dissuaded from violent action against us. Uh, however, this group has a different mission. 
and he starts whispering, although you, you don't know why, because there's nobody else there. <laughs> but um, the Star Choir is busy copying the data in the Great Library. However, the library is quite great. Uh, so it will certainly take them uh, at least uh, several more hours to do so. Um, what they do not know is that there is a real-time duplicate of the data in the library. See, all information gatherers transmit to us comes in keeper code, uh, which uh, is a, a series of uh, high-pitched vibrations um, that, that are, are, are sent uh, to a hub here at the Great Library. That All of those uh, signals in keeper code pass through a central hub, which records that code before passing it on to the mainframe, where it is, uh, so to speak, unpacked. Um, the contents of the whole library exist on that hub in keeper code. So we huh. must get it, or all the work the keepers have done for millennia will be lost to the choir. Okay, that's simple enough. Yes. We'll gather However, the song of your people. Yes, please. Yes, yes. That is an excellent way to put it. Um, oh, to Zeros, uh, if we may interrupt so briefly, uh, we have brought some allies. Uh, I have brought some allies. Ah, yes. Um, please, uh, um, give me your information that I may organize it. Oh, well, uh, this is Benny Beckett. They are from Earth. They are fiery hot, incredibly so that we do not want to touch them. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. We greet you, Benny Beckett. Uh, we, we greet you. Thank you for having us. Sorry it's Thank under you. these circumstances. Thank you for coming with our Ula's galley. Yes, and then we have Vion Vigor, uh, also from Earth, but a human who has passed but still exists, very friendly, and a lot of passions, many that can be shared, too. Oh, thank you very much. We greet you, Vion Vigor. We greet you. you. Quite fascinating. You have passed? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, not too dissimilarly, I suppose, from, uh, 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 you know, the folks here, in a way. Uh, different parts, same soul. <laughs> Keepers can live on in many ways. Uh, it, 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 is, it is quite an honor to meet you, Vion Vigor. And you as well. Thank you. Uh, and Thank then, finally, we have Cadrax Eversinger. Um, they are of the species of our uh, current enemy forces, but they are amongst my best allies. They have sworn to protect me, and they will do their best to help us. They are very brave and sometimes very scary. Hmm. And, and, and he kind of looks puzzled for a moment, and he says, I recognize the term Eversinger. Oh, um, it might be some data that you've received before. It had never been anything that I have heard of, but apparently it comes from their histories. It's a mythological concept belonging to the Star Choir um, yes. concerning um, uh, um, a battle between two ancient brothers. Oh, wow. You really know Are you history. one of those ancient brothers, Kadrax Eversinger? No, I'm the one they sing of at the end of the song, the one who will rise again. We greet the you. And I want to use my voice to multiply it out to the number of keepers who are here. And, and, and all of them sort of turn in unison and at the exact same time go, we greet you! And uh, Dizeros uh, says, um, do, do you not stand with your people? I stand with what is right. That is most interesting. 
Um, I would appreciate the opportunity to interview and gather information at some point in the future when we are all safe. I would be happy to so provide and learn of Ula's allies in turn, indeed, at a more auspicious time. Shall we follow you? Uh, well, we should probably get going, and we must act fast. The hub is located at the top floor of the Great Library, so if the Star Carter destroys the library, the hub will be destroyed with it. I will go with you. My team will stay back here to guard your ship. Oh, that is very kind. We thank you. And uh, you see the team um, kind of begins to outfit the ship with like these little like technological, you know, kind of baubles, these little, you know, circles. None of you recognize what they are. Uh, Ulez, you, you, you might recognize this as, uh, you know, native keeper technology. Um, and uh, when enough of them are on the hull, um, uh, one of the uh, keepers, let's say... Is it like an L4? Because I don't mess with them. Is it, is it a what? An L4? An L4? Yeah, physics. Oh, um, what I was going to say is, uh, uh, let's say um, a Nulex Fakava um, uh, presses a couple oh, okay. of buttons on a remote control uh, and sort of like a distortion field forms around your ship and like cool. kind of, you know, Predator style, it's, it's now disguised in the jungle. And uh, ah. Nulex Fakava turns to you and says, I enjoy science. Sorry, we enjoy science. Well, Nulex, that was very impressive. Yes, this is new technology, um, uh, or updated oh. technology, um, but uh, very effective. Uh, we, we will hide behind the trees while, while you are gone. Okay, please be safe and exist well. Exist well, Ulez Galley. Exist well, all of you. And uh, Nulex like, goes behind the tree. And, uh, <laughs> a question for Ulez and or possibly any other keeper. Um, the atmosphere on this beautiful uh, purpley planet of yours is hum human friendly. Oh, oh! And because uh, I'm still lava, and I'm assuming everyone else is in spacesuits if they needed to be. Um, and uh, Dizero says human friendly. Analyzing our ox uh, our 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 atmosphere does have a high level of oxygen content sufficient uh, to um, keep a human being alive. However. Uh, your flames might not burn quite as bright as normal as our atmosphere um, does not. Uh, it's not quite as rich in oxygen as uh, that of Earth. Um, well, I was on fire in a vacuum earlier today, so I'm hoping that fascinating. Still be okay. I would like the opportunity to interview you at some point in the future when we are all safe. Happy to, happy to give my time. Um, Exist well, Benny Beckett. Exist well. Um, so... He points towards the city, and uh, he says, um, The Great Library is uh, on this side of the city, just, uh, just to the side of the city center. Um, the Star Choir has locked down most of the city, but keepers are still allowed uh, to move around through the streets. Um, what do you think our best plan uh, would be? Hmm. If we flew in. Quick question, Star Choir question. Are the scanners we're talking about 
uh, EM or vocal because we're in Atmo now. And so I could see them using either. Um, but that effect affects like what kind of tools we should use for stealth. It's the star choir. Let's say that they're vocal. Okay. Uh, Dizera says, I could possibly outfit you um, uh, with, with keeper um, uniforms uh, if you think that um, that stealth approach is correct. However, the star choir has been uh, very scrutinous of keepers in the streets, so that could possibly attract more attention than we are um, looking to attract. I, strategy in this sense is, is not my, um, my strong suit, as, as the keepers uh, do not often um, uh, find themselves in situations like this. What, what do you all think? Should we try to avoid them altogether, or do we want to costume up? If we do fly, I can attempt to use my voice to shield us from sonar. Hmm. Wave cancellation principle. Oh. That could be a very good option. It would not affect any ocular stealth but mm -hmm. it would keep us silent from their instrumentation and our greatest instinct in reconnaissance. Well, uh, I can do that little sky plate again. <laughs> oh, yes. That was oh, yeah. brilliant. The little Star Wars X-Wing mm -hmm. cardboard sky plate. Oh, my God. Look at how fast that square of sky is going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, this is the first moment that Cadrax has an instinct and looks up. Ulas, what does this guy look like? Um, oh gosh. <laughs> so if blue reflects on how does water work? How does the color of water work? Our sun is blue. It is uh, it's, blue. it's the particle uh, interaction, basically. Uh, so it's uh, a function of atmospheric density and not directly composition, but indirectly composition via that density, I believe. Uh -huh. Okay, so uh, the sky is purple. Yeah. Um, it's a really pretty, like, hue that kind of melts into a pink. Um, gosh, above head, other than the tops of all, like, the little skyscrapers, probably birds? Lots of, like, weird scaly birds. None of our birds have feathers. They're all scaly. Scaly yeah, birds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. some, Stay dinosaurs. Some, dinosaur, yep. some golden clouds. Mm -hmm. Okay, that cloud cover will definitely be a little complicated. <laughs> but oh. it's probably our best bet. As long as it's doable, this is a very good plan. Dizero says, I am excited about this plan and happy to be a part of it. This is going to be excellent. You're going to have so many memories. I am excited to be adventuring with you, Ulez Galley. Oh. I cannot wait to hear the tales of, of, of your exploits out in the universe. We have a lot to transmit. So what do you All want right. to do? Yeah, let's take to the skies. Great, and I'll cast image. Okay, uh, are you casting this with big magic or little magic? Uh, for this one, I'll go big magic, just because I don't want to sit around for a page. <laughs> okay, your big magic is uh, level five and uh, affects others. So give me, uh, you're rolling image, right? Yeah, but I'm rolling to turn it on, right? 
Uh, first, yeah, first you just got to roll to turn it on. Uh, you turning it on at level five? Uh, I mean, this is pretty easy, and I want to make sure we do it. I'll cast at level three. Sure. All right. Oh, is it turning on is actually eight plus roll. So let's see what we get here. Uh, 13 again. Yeah. Okay. You easily turn it on a level three. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this is going to be five plus roll. Alora seven, but I'm casting it at level three. Images are like illusions, but sensory projections rather than mental resolution. They affect machines like cameras, ignore mental resistance, but lack the ability to choose who perceives the illusions. They don't exist solely in the subject's mind. Okay. Um, so you got it. What did you say you got? A seven, but I'm casting it at level three. A seven, but you're only casting it at level three. Okay. Um, that is a moderate success. So you cast the illusion. It is the kind of thing where at a moderate success, it is not necessarily seamless. Um, if somebody is paying incredibly close attention to the sky for some reason, there is a chance you could be spotted or that, you know, the distortion of your illusion scooting along the sky uh, could be spotted. But for the most part, you, you, you are covered. How is the flying work? Um, if, I'm if I'm able to breathe, I will drop lava form. So I can fly everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... You're taking one, two, three, four, five passengers. Uh, four passengers, sorry. Total of five feet. Dizaris is coming with you, right? Oh, uh, I can't. I don't think I can bring that many people, y'all. What, what's your, what's your I max? I think I top out. Um, I think my max <laughs> is the three of us. Um, that's okay. off the top of my noggin, but... Okay. I can cast Flight on myself. Give me uh, a little it. magic. Yeah. This is eight plus roll to turn it on. Uh, it's ten to turn it on. All right, I got a one. So you got to wait around for a page, and I'll say uh, while you are um, waiting around, um, you know, let's say uh, Ursi Arctitis uh, sort of wanders over to you. This is kind of a red keeper with a kind of golden coaxial cable, and uh, says, um, uh, "Do you know any card games you could teach me?" Uh, is that to me? Sure. Well, he's just looking in the general direction of the group. But uh, oh, okay. card games? Card games. I am fascinated by cards, and uh, they hold up um, uh, a, a a deck of playing cards which uh, do not look anything like Earth cards. Um, there are many more of them, and they're or like hexagonal all different or shades. something. Yeah. Like... <laughs> uh, can I see those? Is that all right? And, and uh, they hand them to you. Wow. Uh, and how about the one behind your ear? And I want to do like that really simple trick and just pop it. I have no cards behind my ear. Uh, how do you explain this? Make a coordination roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's been so long since we've seen that like we had this sleight of hand for uh, yeah. 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 So I'm adding my plus one for that. So this is four plus roll. Uh, that's going to be a nine. And Ursiar, uh, uh, yeah, Ursi Arctitis is just sort of like, we are astounded. Are, are you some kind of um, mage or magic user, Vion Vigor? Yeah, actually, yes. Your magic is most powerful and impressive. I have seen or heard very little like it in my travels. I can teach you. 
and 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 they start like feeling around behind their ears. Uh, yes, I would most like the chance to interview when we when we are all safe. Great. I am being told that we have opened up the lore drop. Uh, hey! Thank you so much, everybody. Um, y'all have never failed to support thank us, you. and honestly, it means the freaking world to us. Honestly, I, I I cannot tell you how much you know how 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 it feels to be able to pay these people every week for what they do, <laughs> and y'all make that possible. And uh, we are eternally grateful. So thank you so much. Um, and and and. RCR Titus just sort of bops away, like feeling behind their ears, you know, <laughs> to see if there are any more cards there. And, I do uh, want to say, I do want to yeah. say for the record, just like I think earlier while we were talking to uh, the organizer Dizirus, I think Benny has a moment where she's just like has like the realization that like, oh, like oh, we're on Les's home world right now, and like while we were all like looking up at the sky and like. Uh, uh, the organizer wanting to talk to us about like you know get some information from us afterwards and I think Benny has like a realization that like there's a chance that Ulas might not want to come back to earth with us that they might want to stay here and I think she kind of like sits with that like she doesn't she's not gonna try to you know she's not gonna say anything about it whatever but I think she has like a like a, that like kind of like stomach drop moment of like Oh, like we could, like, there's a chance that we could be, you know, having to say goodbye to one of our friends at the end of this. And I think she has to, like, (laughs) yeah, I I think she kind of has to, like, grapple with that for a little bit. And I don't just, I don't even see anything out of it, but I think she just has, like, a, like, a quiet moment with that realization while card tricks and things are happening. Oh, Caitlin, bring in the sad. Oh. I made myself sad thinking about it. I was like, oh, oh, I can't think Benny's thinking about this too, actually. <laughs> to tell you the truth, the keepers are kind of like so cool. It's like, who wouldn't want to live on a planet full of right. English galleys? But yeah. okay. Um, your flight spell is now ready. Great. Um, but a bit of bad news. <sighs> Rolled not Odai. <laughs> ah! And I got a two. What does your oh. Odai mean? an unpredictable one unstable Um, so that means he uh he activates a spell different than the one he intended to activate (sighs) okay here's how we're gonna do this oh my goodness vion you no feel yourself coursing with healing energy uh if you had any cuts scrapes bruises loss of stamina in any sense you are healed back to full but you were basically okay so yeah uh, i heard you say helium energy and i was like what mm-hmm. does that mean helium Here energy go, you baby float, let's uh, get some balloons um, it's a different way of playing <laughs> <laughs> oh, control um... helium <laughs> Well, I could always teleport to the Great Library. I've been there many a time. Uh, may I attempt to lift you, I'll say, to Gazeros? Uh, because I used to make a strength check. So can mm. I just make the old strength check that I used to make to also carry Gazeros? Because that's separate from the extra of passengers. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm swole and Gazeros small. Ulez 
if I recall correctly, your casing is like level some kind of level two or three plastic I think it was or something. Literally level two. Let me double check. Like originally. Um. I'm pretty sure it was two. Yeah, we'll just go with that. I'm gonna keep clicking around. Yeah, because we said it was like plastic, which is level two. So it's like. Dizeros is just like you, only has not been upgraded with armor and stuff. So it's going to be level two uh, that you're trying to lift, Cadrax. Okay. Give me a strength roll. Uh, to oh, nine. and I rolled a one. So, yeah, you just, uh, you know, if you want to pretend to make it look hard, you know, so that Dizeros doesn't feel so light, you are welcome to do that. But Why this would that is be like, a thing? Is, is, that a, is that an issue of insecurity among your people? <laughs> it is not an no. assumption that I would make. Not uh, at all. So, yeah, like, uh, like when yeah, you it, pick this, up this, aluminum this... expecting it to be steel, having lifted Ula a lot, <laughs> and like having gotten used to their weight, this is just mm-hmm. like, this is nothing for you. Yeah, you just <laughs> like right up. Um, and the four of you, five of you are airbound. And uh, you leave the tree cover and start flying um, with Vion's image protecting you from the ground. Do you need a complex task roll for my wave cancellation stuff? I very much do. Okay. 13. Okay. That is going to keep you protected for a while. Um, Cadrax, you are releasing, let's say, periodic voice pulses, you know, or, or a constant vibration. It's like a hum. That, yeah, yeah, that'll, kind of that'll sort of vary that sort of scan. a little bit. Yeah. And um, as you fly towards the city, you see, like I said, those buildings, pastel-colored skyscrapers and so on. Um, and as you get over the city, you see that the streets are virtually empty of keepers. You do see the occasional one sort of scurrying down the street. Um, but the majority of the presence there is the star choir. And most of them, for reasons that you cannot understand, Cadrex, um, are in human form. A few of them are in their natural form, uh, which the rest of you are seeing for the first time. It's sort uh-huh. of a bright, somewhat beautiful array of glowing fractal shapes. Um, The array can sort of shift forms, is not necessarily humanoid, though it can be. Um, From the distance, that's about what you can see. Cadrax, this is, of course, old news to you. Um, Right, they look like like people people, not like, oh, sorry. Right, to you, that's yeah, what people right. are supposed to look like, yeah. Um, now, it's unclear. You don't know if they've been notified about your presence in the area or anything, but Cadrax, you can recognize even from this high up that they definitely seem to be on some kind of alert. Um, the city is astounding. You know, every building has lush gardens at its base that feature plants collected from throughout the universe, Uh probably cared for with a synthesis of all the best horticultural knowledge uh, known anywhere. Uh, there are incredible multicolored ivies that grow up around the sides of the buildings uh, and, uh, and the parts that fall in shadow like glow. Uh, other parts of the buildings are covered in murals that depict scenes from distant planets. They're all in wildly different art styles and yet somehow it all kind of hangs together. Um, the streets are paved, although they look much smoother and softer than concrete or stone. Um, 
and they are covered in elaborate designs and little bits of technology that most of you could probably, you know, only guess at Ules and Dizeros, you probably know what it all does. Uh, and you can hear from where you are uh, that there is a music playing, sort of piped from somewhere in the city, blends dozens of styles from dozens of worlds coming out of some sort of hidden speakers. It's like nothing you've ever heard before, but at the same time, it feels familiar and comforting to all of you. It is really kind of a natural place, nice place. Um, and uh, you fly your way towards the Great Library. It is in, like I said, just, just off center of the city on the side that you are coming from. It is not as tall as the other buildings. Um, it's only about 10 stories. And it is of a completely different architectural style. It kind of looks like a tall, upside-down screw. Uh, swirls around its body, you know, that reach all the way up to the top. Uh, it seems much older than most of the other buildings in the city. Ulez, you know this for a fact. The rest of you probably would guess. It, it almost looks like the rest of the city was built around this building. Um, what do you want to do? What is um, the spire made of? Ah. Uh... That, I cannot answer. Ah, Dizeros, are you familiar with that? We've never truly studied that. Um, Dizeros, uh, says, uh, the, sp the Spire is the only building uh, in the city made from oberite. Uh, it is a, uh, rare mineral, um, that used to be abundant on our planet. Um, however, uh, it has been purposed for construction projects for millennia now, and, um, is not commonly found. Oh, that's really cool. So we have to find a access point that we won't be discovered. I've never had to sneak into the Great Library before. Usually the front doors have always been sufficient. Uh, is there any kind of like window openings to the outer to the air on higher levels? You don't see anything like that. It all seems to be one unbroken solid piece. Like, 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 you know, it looks like a s screw that was carved out of stone or something like that. If there's a way in from the outside, you can't see it. A screw. Can we land and can I try to phase through it? You can try. I am. I highly doubt <laughs> I'll be able to, but why not? You know, one way to find out. Um, so where do you want to land? Like, when on the spire? Um, higher, probably, yeah, higher in the spire, yes, higher in the spire. Oh, god, that's okay. uh, far above the guards, the gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. It's our album name, mm -hmm. higher in the spire. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, of that name, I'll never tire. Wow, yeah, okay, okay, enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's say you land, uh, on one of those, you know, screw-like ridges towards the top, um, and, uh, Dijeros, uh, sort of like, ooh, I, I have never flown in this fashion before, uh, sorry, we have never flown in this fashion before, uh, it's quite exhilarating. Oh, it truly is. I must say we've been flying for quite some time now, so I'm quite comfortable with it. 
Can I just say this city is amazing? Uh, this is the this is only the second planet I've been to aside from Earth, and this one beats out the previous one by so much. Ah, uh, you should see Luminos, uh, the city that uh, Ula is hails from. Oh, great! Well, we should do that after we, uh, you know, stop the invasion. I look oh, forward to giving so you nice. a tour of Luminos uh, when we are safe. Yes. Heck yeah! Uh, that sounds great. I would like to, as I'm like talking, I'm gonna, you know, just be a little utilitarian, I suppose, and try to phase through. Okay, your phasing is at level four. Yeah. You do not seem to be able to get through. Hmm. Liz, do you think you could uh, teleport us? Oh, absolutely. Great. I know that I know that it sucks some energy out of you, but the thing is, I have healing turned on. Oh yeah. So That's you can true. take some of my HP if you need to. Oh, very cool. I, yeah. I have been working on my teleporting though, so I should be good to teleport without reducing any of my uh, internal energies. Oh what? Okay, great. Well, never mind then. Okay. Minor yes. changes, baby. Ooh, uh, yeah. Um, Ulez. You have to be able to picture where you're going, but you have been to the Great Library before. Um, that being said, your uh-oh die still applies. So you can probably, I mean, I don't think we've established a limit on how many people you can take at once. No. Used to the like limit a... was sort of controlled by, you know, the fact that you lost stamina from it. Yeah. So... Why don't you give me a roll, and we'll say that, you know, everybody kind of puts their hand on your shoulder, and uh, this roll is going to be to take everyone. Oh, gosh. If that's what you all want to do, this is up so. to you. The only other tool I have is to blast through this Oberite, and that seems impolite. Same, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's old-fashioned stuff. you got to keep Stop it. Stop that rhyming now. I mean it. <laughs> okay, that's a three on the O dice, so I'm good there. Um... Nobody's gonna oh. give me the peanut. Okay. <laughs> I was my no. microphone. I I was quiet, but I laughed. <laughs> I missed my timing on your joke about rhyming. God. I also just Shit laughed. Fine. Um. Because uh, you came up with the cool vocal cords thing, we're 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 gonna we're gonna overlook <laughs> this transgression. But uh, um. Only okay. What'd you get? You got a three on the uh, Odai, so you're good. That's there. okay. Seven total. Seven total. Okay. Yeah. And. It'll be a little whack. You all, and there's that like you know familiar green crackle that uh, comes with um, the Darnell, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, teleporter, and uh, on the inside, you appear on the other side of this wall. Say about you know three quarters of the way up the up 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 the you know the height of the tower, and. Uh, you are alone on what is on the inside sort of, I'd say it's like a, like a large circular staircase. It's actually a ramp that goes kind of all the way up. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's sort of like the one on the outside, like the screw, but just now internal. Um, and uh, as you poof in, 
you can kind of hear, uh, sorry, Banff in to be technical. Um, you can hear above you um, some voices. Uh, hey, do you hear that? So somebody check that out. And you can start hearing some footsteps echoing around. What you see in front of you is kind of, you know, like, like, like a stairwell, essentially. Like, you know, you are at the central kind of part that, you know, if you look down, you can see all the way down to the base. Um, in fact, tell you what, everybody give me intellect rules. Oh. Is that voice in coral or keeper, by the way? Mm-hmm. Good question. I'm sorry? Is that voice in coral or keeper? Coral. Cadrax, you understood. Right, nine, my translation process. All right, yeah, nine. you have the translation on. So five, nine, ten, eight. Okay. Um, you can see, because you can look directly across at the other side, these you know ramps kind of spiral around. Um, you can see that on every floor, there look to be at least two coral marines. Most of them are in human form. Some of them are in their fractal form. And those fractal forms can take any shape, of course, you know, depending on what that particular star choir wants to be. They can be humanoid. They can have multiple arms, multiple legs, or they can just sort of float as a mass. You know, it is sort of whatever they think is tactically useful for them at that moment. Um, Upper being. And you can hear all of you, you know, in any language, the sound of footsteps kind of now coming down the ramp towards you. Oh no, um, we have to act. Is it uh, violence? Is this is how, how we are going to operate? Oh, I do not like vi- uh, We do not like violence. And Desiris gets up against the wall and kind of like freezes like this. Um, there are many of them between us and our goal. If we can accomplish this diplomatically, all of us but you look like transformed coral marines. <sighs> oh, we oh. can't, we can't, we don't, voice. You're familiar with ventriloquism, yes? Uh, hmm? You speak. Yeah. I'll sing under you. Wow. So there's, t- oh. uh, <laughs> if there's two of us that don't look like coral fighters, is that right? Uh, the there's two- Dizeros and Ulas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just, okay, great. Um, I got. I, I can do two spells. Oh, I can so make you... all of us look like them. I also don't mind the prisoner situation, like in Star Wars. <laughs> no Wookie prisoner gag. We uh-huh. could say we needed something from these guys are showing us. Where something upstairs that experts. Okay. Uh, great, and thank yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll prepare some spells in the in the sort of quietly. In the Is there anything you want then. to prepare? What what would you like to prepare, Leon? Ooh. Um, By the oh way, my Sam, god! Oh, Superman I don't know has if I a like widely this. mocked Silver Age power called super ventriloquism, and I think you just found the first cool <laughs> use for it my in god. history. Yep. Wow. Yep. If now you can rearrange the atoms of your face to look like somebody else, that would be <laughs> that would be some golden age business right there. One bit of awesomeness at a time. Um, um, I, I think I'm going to start preparing nullification. And I don't okay. I don't like this, but the thing is like it's power and communic I can I can disrupt power and communication technically at the same time. It's the same thing. Um, yeah. 
Nullification completely <laughs> negate the powers of another with an extended range. Will coordination versus coordination test to hit the target. So it seems to just work on powers, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, but is the... Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. That's fine. Okay, you go... Right, like the voice, big, not like yeah. normal sound. Yeah. Big magic or little magic? Uh, I'm going to go big magic for this. Okay, level five? Uh, yeah. Let me Let me <laughs> turn it on first. Okay, great. Uh, that is a six. Technically, it's game because this is an old die. Um, and yeah. so that's going to be 14 to turn it on. Okay, you have nullification is on. Right, five. Um, oh, and then it would just be a coordination roll, right, at that point? Well, yeah, now if you, if you want to use it on somebody. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, well, um, it's prepared then. Okay, so nullification is on. Little magic, you want to do anything with or... Uh, uh, let me think on that. If, if okay. something comes to if mind, you come up with something, let me know. Yeah. What's All upstairs? Right. I turned to I turned to Ula's and uh, our organizer. What's 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 upstairs? And uh, Dizera says uh, says um, uh, five stories up uh, is um, the location of the central hub. Uh, it is uh, really just um, a place where uh, equipment is kept. Normally, uh, it is not accessed frequently because the hub uh, operates automatically. But um, uh, is there any equipment up there that that would be necessary to maybe make a repair downstairs? Um, or could we? Stagus if the this. hub failed to operate, um, uh, any new information being processed into the library uh, would be interrupted. I'm just saying, could we say we're going up there to get that equipment to bring back downstairs? Is that, uh, is that, is we that can a lie? say that. Okay, cool. That's a lie that would check out. Great, awesome. Well, I, I do not to, know what lies will check out. Um, we, we, sorry, we do not know what lies will check out. We, 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 we do not lie very often. That's okay. But you don't need it, to do anything. There's equipment uh, upstairs. Uh, equipment, yes. Excellent. That's all we need, right? And I guess I turned. To, I turned to the rest of the crew. That works. That sounds good. Yes. Okay. And as you were saying, this this conversation has taken so long. Those footsteps have now drawn near, and. Uh, Two coral marines um, come down. One of them is in human form. The other one is in fractal form. I want uh, to have I want to have like a, a hand on like Ulez's elbow. Like I want to put like a hand through Ulez's elbow to like hold on to their elbow gently, but like you know. <laughs> sure, that's that's free, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I think other... just as they're coming in, um, I think Cadrax just sort of like puts a hand to Vian's back, like just stand up straight. Or, uh, like we're imitating what just like hmm. you know as this is happening i realize what i do want to turn on for my little magic rick and i'll roll yeah. it really quickly as to not interrupt narrative i want to turn on telepathy if i can because okay. i can um, i can make a, a chain link that all of us can just be psychic like telepathically connected awesome. <laughs> Ooh, okay so that's your little magic uh yeah. so give me the roll and it'll take a page of action to come on okay great uh 10 to turn it on that'll easily turn it on uh great and it's going to be uh six because it's at level three uh, oh no, once I turn it on, it's, it's turned on. So Well, for a willing subject, you don't have to make a roll. Yeah, so yeah, I'm assuming all roll, these yeah. subjects are willing. So you only need to roll if you're trying to do something, say one of the coral marines Great. or something like that. Um so yeah, two of them come down. One of them is in human form, the other one uh is in fractal form, and uh kind of the, the, the shape they have taken is sort of, you know, human from from the waist up uh, or humanoid from the waist up. And, and where the face would be, there is sort of an arrangement of fractals that are just 
vaguely face-like. Um, and from the waist down, uh, let's say um, it, it is like uh, like tentacles, like an octopus kind of walking on, you know, let's say 10 legs at once that are all kind of like shoot out to the side from the center. And um, they, uh, they walk up to you and uh, as translated through Cadrax's ongoing translation, uh, you, you, you hear the human one go, um, hey, what are you doing here? And I kind of like like a quick flick to Cadrax and then kind of take a, take a deep breath. And then he just goes, oh, we were asked to fetch some equipment that these guys know where they are. Upstairs. And the two of them look at each other and then they kind of look over uh, the two keepers. Benny, make a willpower roll. Oh, good golly. Okay. Good golly. Uh, I don't have anything to burn here. And Cadrex is making me speak speak with a, with a false Marine. voice. That's a 10. Okay. Against a Coral Marine, that will get the job done. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> and uh, says, uh, we're not really supposed to let anybody to the higher floors, but... That's why uh, they're not unaccompanied. All right, well, keep a close eye on them, and if you need backup, you just give me a call, and I'll be there. Will do. And, 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 and uh, Dizeros looks over at the Marines and says, we greet you. And, and uh, he's like, all right, let's keep moving, and I'll kind of, like, keep walking with Uwaz. <laughs> no, that was good enough. Sure, good luck. Pull yeah, the Coral Marines kind of, like, scoff oh. at Dizero, so, you know, yeah, you have to pull him away. Um, <laughs> and you continue up, and uh, your clearance from these two kind of get you all the way up the rest of the spiral. And uh, you come to a door at the top, which is locked you do not see any like key lock or anything like that there is next to it like a square pad uh which is just kind of like a you know kind of looks like a square light bulb or you know kind of you know, it's like a square light panel or something like that i kind of look at dizeros like or ula's like yeah. oh dizeros do you have access to this um normally i do Okay. And uh, Dizeros uh, puts his palm on, uh, puts their palm on it, and um, there is sort of a bloop, meh. They press forward again, and it's bloop, uh, Oh. Well, that's Our silly. access seems to have been revoked. What do we do? Oh, it's been a while since you've interacted with home tech, Ulez, but you think you can manipulate it the same here? Oh, absolutely. I can't imagine the Star Choir has done too much to our stuff. And Desiris um, looks a little puzzled as you say that. <laughs> oh, Desiris, do not concern yourself. I have learned uh, many a trick to infiltrate the technology of other species. We uh, are fascinated. We would like to interview you when we are at a safe place later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's an 11. An 11. Okay, you put your palm on uh, the little panel of light and you interface with it and uh, you are doing your thing, navigating the technology and there's boop, uh, boop, uh, 
Uh-huh. There we go. Hmm. Hopefully that didn't send too many error reports. That could be bad. Uh, but the door opened? That's what that sound was? Yeah, the door opens. Or the lock opens. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Patrax will take up a, a forefront position uh, and will entry frag and open the door. I touch the door with my hand and I open it. <laughs> okay, Cadrax, you push the door open. It creaks open. And standing right in front of you is Commander Blair and eight Coral Marines. And he is at attention, and Commander Blair kind of smirks a little bit. And he says, uh, The hub was an obvious target, Cadrax. Expected more from you. About reconnaissance? That seems unreasonable, sir. <laughs> a good soldier finds a way. And he signals. He signals to his soldiers and he says, take them into custody. I looked at, I looked at Cadrex and Ula's like, no, Cadrex is taking up the doorway. Roll initiative. <laughs> if I see Cadrex square up, Benny is immediately behind them. Okay, so what do we got? Beyond six. Cadrax eight. Nine. Benny nine. Ulez, is that ten? Ten, unfortunately. Hey, Ulez. <laughs> I Ulez hate going first. Ten. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Commander Blair. It's nine. Uh, oh, I can't use a B now because I got Benny and Blair. Okay. <laughs> um, Benny, what's your coordination? Four. Okay, so Blair goes first, and then Benny. Um, and the Coral Marines... Okay. Coral Marines go between Cadrax and Vion. But before we start, what I want you to know is that we're going to try something a little new tonight. Uh -oh. See, a thing you see often in superhero combat is like, you know, uh, a, a squad of guys rush Superman and he pounds the floor and takes them all out. Or a whole bunch of, you know, bad guys draw on the flash and he zips by and knocks them all off their feet at the same time. We traditionally have fought one villain at a time on power play, but y'all are getting much better at what you do. You have a lot of experience now. So we're going to start doing something which, you know, is sort of commonly known as minion combat or whatever you want to call it. Um, essentially, the way this works is uh, we have eight Coral Marines in the room. They are two troops of four minions apiece. So let's say, Cadrax, you want to be like, I pick the 
you know, the troop on the left, and then you blast them, you are now sending out a blast at like all four of them. When they fire at you, they all fire in concert, uh, you know, like a squad of stormtroopers. And uh, I will adjust, you know, uh, their their abilities to sort of reflect, you know, mass combat, essentially. Um, does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Okay. So, Ulez, you are first. All um, right. Say Commander Blair is right in the middle. Uh, we will say there's Troop 1 in front of you to the left, troop two in front of you to the right. Okay. Well, uh, Commander Blair is my target. Um, and Ulez is going to kind of like charge their light and then try to dazzle that commander so he can't see shit. <laughs> oh, okay. So your dazzle is level three um, with a limit of burnout. So you've got to die. Uh, no, oh, die. Oh, die. Um, and, uh, see, how does Dazzle work? Sorry. Dazzle. Tactical overload say, choose a Dazzle of Sense Effects, and you've chosen eyes. Uh, make a coordination test against coordination of the target. Okay. Yep. Oops, I burn out after this. <laughs> um, but for the time being, that is going to be... Eight. Eight. Uh, okay, that's a moderate success. He will be damaged for one page. Okay. Or, like, stunned almost, right? Like, he can't... Uh, he, he is... He is I mean, Dazzle, he is effectively, literally blinded now for one page. Like, okay. cannot see anything but just bright, you know, I mean, you know, like you've stared into a flashlight forever and, you know, your eyes just will not adjust like he cannot nothing. so Ulez raises their hand and blasts that light into Commander Blair's eyes and then like almost like their own light starts to flicker like when a light bulb is about to go out and they get very very dim and uh Dizeros kind of like you know puts their hand on your shoulder and is sort of just like Ulez Galley are you okay oh, oh, we are well stay close and Commander Blair's just like ah god Damn it! It's just like, oh, oh, get them now, now! Or the, the Star Choir equivalent of God damn it. Um, I mean, uh, no, uh, I think the thing I love is that that will have been how I translated it. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, I've okay. Learned, <laughs> I have learned this is what the humans would understand. Mm -hmm. oh my Choir goodness. beyond, damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that brings up Commander Blair, who is dazzled and cannot do anything, loses his turn, just kind of shouts in anger, which brings up Benny Beckett. Oh, good golly. Okay, so I'm going to step just a little bit away from my friends, and I'm going to start to magmify. Um, so I think flavor-wise, I start on fire, and then by my next, at the end of my turn, I will be magma. And that's what okay. I have to use my whole thing for. Benny, you turn to magma. Yeah. That brings up Cadrax Eversinger. I will move up into the room. I will. Sorry, that's oh, cool. I'm yeah, sorry to say that about it. I haven't gotten, I haven't also, I'm very distracted because I'm very stressed right now. Um, we got it. I move into the room uh, right up to Blair, taking as much space as I can, still trying to be a target, uh, even though 
I'm out of the choke point and pull his laser cannon to my chest and say, hear me with sincerity. I, Cadrax Eversinger, am not here to act against the Star Choir. Indeed, I have the choir beyond itself at my back. This is for the good of us. I do not oppose you. Do not oppose us. We do what is necessary, not only for the keepers, but for the choir. Hear my voice and know that it is in harmony. Make a willpower roll. Mm -hmm. I've absolutely nothing to add to this. We have no more community, nothing. Um, I will add my sincerity. I'll give you some determination at this point, but... I didn't manage to get myself into trouble. Yeah, I don't know, could this be... Yeah. I don't know, is this tr- anyway. tr- troubling? They are upholding their oath instead of attacking, which I'm sure they would like to do. Caitlin, I love that you're always on it. Oh, <laughs> you like, this is, like... I mean, my you know job. what? I, I would buy that, but I, what I would say is that that could get them a point of determination if it fails. Because oh, it only fails. That, okay. it has to operate as a trouble. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Look, six is average for me, okay? <laughs> it's perfectly average. It's a three on the die. It's all I've got. And if he wants to shoot me, I'll prove that I'm an ever singer in eight hours. <laughs> and, and if if, if I you... would die and rise again to prove before a point. Your destruction is finished. Yeah. If you need proof, shoot me. And 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 he just you know ever singer. So do you think I'm a child? And on that, the Coral Marines, uh, Troop One, uh, the troop to the left side that you are facing, um, fires on. <laughs> Dizeros Algoron. No! No! They're behind me. He's behind like three people right now, isn't he? Yeah. Cadrax well, is in the door. Benny's there. And then Ula's in the door. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everybody's kind of spread around. This is like a little bit, you know, they can target their weapons. Yeah. And they have targeted Dizeros Algoron, but I did not roll very I will well. Cry um, if they die. He takes, uh, sorry, they take, um, I've got so many. Uh, they take um, uh, a let's say a small hell of laser fire Um, they're they're blown up against the wall behind them and there's like a little bit of shock they clearly have taken some amount of damage they are like oh we do not like this Uh, we we would appreciate the chance to go somewhere that is safe That brings up the other coral marines who fire on Vion Vigor. Vion, uh, how do you want to oppose this? Um, I'm healed, man. I'll take it. Okay, so that's uh, strength. Yeah. So let me let me roll strength real quick because I'm so strong. Okay, seven. Seven. Okay, they have 
a marginal success, uh, firing with their sonic sidearms rather than their sonic rifles. That gives them two damage on Vion. Vion, you're down to five. Hey, you can't take it with you. Well, you can. <laughs> um, that brings up Vion Vigor. Oh my gosh. Great. Boom, boom, boom. I get blasted. I want to cast Illusion. Uh... Is that one of the ones you had queued up? It's not, is it? No, so I'll be doing the level five. I can I can do it right now. And make oh, it big magic. Okay. Yeah, big magic. All right, give me a roll. Are you turning it on at level five? Ye- Ooh, yeah, because it's, it's an awareness check that they have to do, I believe. Mm. Um, okay, yeah, so, so give me that roll to turn it on. Okay, so let me turn it on first. Hey, 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 that's another game. Um, and so that's going to be eight plus six, 14 to turn it on. Yeah, that works. And this is five plus roll. Uh, that's going to be a nine. A nine. And they have to do an awareness check. And, uh, okay, what, what, what is the illusion you're creating? Uh, okay, so let me just say this. And here's the thing, and here's why I... And if this is too rules lawyery, that's fine. You can yell at me, Rick. But um, technically, if, they, if their awareness check beats my illusion casting, all that happens is they just know it's false. But they still witness it. They don't see through it. It's just it. They just know it's not real, and I don't care if they think it's real or not. Oh yeah, that's that's correct. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so either way, um, the, boom boom boom. Vion gets blasted and kind of just takes it and just like turns and looks because he's the freaking alien right now in this situation, and just holds out his hands, and suddenly all these homies are on Earth. A couple months ago, standing outside at a graveyard and I look at them. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm Vion Vigor. Uh, And you know what? Heck, let's do the voice. How y'all doing? Do you know where you are right now? And and I'm assuming Cadrax is translating this back to them. Oh yeah, that would have to be the case. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they said they would a while ago and they have this sort of ongoing process. I think the choir probably picks up a bit of a of a stutter that I don't think Vion could. But mm. yeah. And one of the you know, they all, all of the coral marines are sort of like looking around, very confused. Um Commander Blair still can't see anything. Uh and uh Ooh, actually um, I mean it's I it's mental. It's, it's not an illusion. Visual. I think he does see it. It's all centering impressions it. into others' minds. It's hmm. a mind thing, yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Okay, sure. I buy that. He couldn't see what's really there yeah. until the dazzle wears off, but he can see this because it's not real, it's in his head. I buy that. Great. Um so yeah, they all sort of look around, you know, and, and Commander Blair is like, It's Earth. We studied Earth for the invasion. Okay, damn. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't expect you to get that right. <laughs> um Yeah. This is where I'm from, and on Earth we've have uh, uh, some real fun forms of entertainment that are outside of just music, uh, like for example, television. And uh, one of my favorite shows is uh, Twilight Zone. And I've been trying to figure out exactly uh, how to get you all to kind of see eye to eye a little bit. And uh, I'm not the strongest of all the fighters, and uh, you, you got a whole army, but I figured 
maybe if we could just talk for a real quick second, uh, you'd get it. And so I'm kind of pulling from one of my favorite episodes right here. And what I'd like to do is just, uh, I just want to show you something real quick. And I do want to show them the proof of Cadrax Eversinger. And we are at that moment. In fact, I'll show them the betrayal of Sonny. I'll show them all the hours because if this is an illusion, it can just like happen. Like I can like blast through this and show them. Uh, okay. Now, now I just want you to ask yourself uh, two things. One, what are you experiencing? And two, uh, what do you believe? It's that simple. Uh, I'm going to drop this in a second. We'll all be back in the library. And if you want to rough it out, we can rough it out because my friend Benny will melt a hole right through most of your faces. But this is it. This is document. This is fact. I'm giving you information. You are in a library. And is that not what you were seeking out? And they watch as Cadrax turns their back on Sonny oh, about eight months ago or long ago it was, and Sonny pulls a spear out of his sleeve and stabs them through the back. And they watch as eight hours later at Carpa Storage, Cadrax flies up into the air and is reborn in an explosion of tonal vibration and fractal light. And they're all a little uncertain by what they, about what is going on. Um, Commander Blair just kind of, you know, mouth open, staring at the show, doesn't quite know what to say. If you try and read him, you'd probably be uncertain if he believes what he's seeing or what he's thinking, you know? It doesn't necessarily seem like instant, you know, awe and belief, but he doesn't necessarily seem dismissive and skeptical either. And and they're all just sort of just amazed at watching Kadrax being reborn and... Uh, I float. You mean like after the illusion's over? I think as almost a, a sympathetic mirror reaction, because I've never seen any of this from anything but my own point of view. I'm seeing how Vion saw me die. Ooh, I'm seeing wow. how other people saw me be reborn and seeing that as they shoot into the sky. I rise. Wow. Um... Wow. Uh, and the illusion comes to an end and the coral marines are just sort of all frozen Commander Blair goes back to being dazzled and Dizeros says I am receiving a transmission we should go Sorry, we are receiving a transmission. 
we should go. <laughs> it's harder than you think. <laughs> okay. And Commander Blair sort of lowers his sidearm, but doesn't say anything. The Coral Marines sort of look to him for their cue, Cadrix. but he's just silent. Silent. Cadrix, find your voice and try again. You got this. I am Cadrax Eversinger. I serve the Star Choir and protect the innocent and raise all voices that need strength. That is what we were always sent to do, to hold together the hills of Cantalena. And today the hills of Cantalena are our people and their soul. Cadrax, give me a willpower roll, and I'm going to give you a bonus here based on what Vion has done. Is there a song? There's the song, you know, the, you've heard the voice. You've heard the voice. I've heard the, the music. Choir. Yeah. You're right. I can play also, the music. One, one additional thing you said, if they failed last time, they could get a point of determination, and they did fail last time, so. <laughs> that was a good point, yeah. Always on Thank it. You. Caitlin, oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been holding Always that on it. since <laughs> What it says Brewer, on the hypnopaper is Wolfslayer Esquire. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to make sure I threw that out there. So I'm sorry. I know we're having a moment. Yo, oh, sure. we throw in it in and you know uh, what I'm doing. I'm, I'm upholding my oath. I am not from around here. And sometimes I hear <laughs> music. Yes. Yes. That will give you two extra points on top of the bonus that I'm going to give you from Vion's actions. That's a four on the die. Plus three willpower, plus two determination. That's nine plus bonus. Nine plus the bonus. Commander Blair, whose eyesight is just starting to come back, puts his sidearm back in the holster. And uh, he says to his men, um, guns down. And Dizeros again taps you and says, we must go, we must go. And Blair says, you should listen to him. Go. Uh, yeah, we should probably get out. Yes. Did we get, what did we need from up here? Were we supposed to take the hub? Was that our, our task up here? More or less. I want to take, like, if, I can't remember how tangible it is, but if it's something we could take because it does possess, like, the backup of all of our knowledge. Ulez, give me an intellect roll. Oof. Fuck yeah. Twelve? Ooh. You spot the hub across the room. You know what it is you can see it is already destroyed. <gasps> oh. Commander Blair pulls his sonic rifle 
turns to the wall, blasts a hole in it, and he says, I'm not the conductor here. You gotta go. Okay. We live to find another day. And now I know who to go to talk to. We need the data. We need the information. We have time. This was just a backup. There's more. I turn to uh, uh, Dizaris. I say, is it downstairs? Where do we go? Back to the ship. Okay. Okay. Let's teleport. That sounds good. Ulez, give me teleportation roll and an uh oh die. And an uh oh die. I drop magma so we can so I can we'll be involved. So I can touch you. Okay, that the is right. The will will fly out. I think. Oh, that'll just um, be a quick moment. Nine teleportation. Uh oh is okay. Okay. That will be enough to get you back to the ship. You know what it looks like. You have been there before. Cadrex, you said you did not go with the teleporters? Oh, it's just going to be that moment of beat uh, pausing at the hole that Blair made for the escape. Looking back. Thank you. Exist well. And I'll fly out the hole. And he kind of sighs and looks at the ground and you fly away. And you meet the others back by the ship. You come landing underneath those purple trees. And Dizeros is kind of gathering himself and gathers the other keepers around. Okay. You know, he's still feeling that damage that he took from okay. uh, the onslaught. We, we will be okay. But we have received a transmission from our allies. The Star Choir has commenced attacks on every major city on Spire. No. The planet is being bombarded from orbit and from the ground. No. Entire cities have already fallen. Why? Possibly millions of keepers are lost. We are to exercise extreme caution. Take to the skies. We find the conductor. We make them stop now. No, my friends, these are just cities. They will pass into the abyss of history like so many cities in this universe have passed before. The universe will go on and knowledge can be recollected, but only if the keepers go on. We must forget about saving Spire. We have a much more important task right now. And on that, we'll see you next week. God. What the actual sky screaming? <gasps> Thank you so much, everybody, for sticking with us. Um, and for all your support tonight. I know this was gonna I, I knew this was gonna be a little bit of a tough one. Um, but oh my god. We will pick up right there next week. Real quick, go around the table and uh tell the good people where they can find you, starting with uh, Zelda. Hello, I have been your non-binary busy bee who's trying to keep all of my heart and soul inside my body and not outside of my eyeballs. 
Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. It's at B underscore Zelda. I'm a podcaster, streamer, writer, and community manager. Omar Najam. Hey, everybody. I'm Omar Najam. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. And uh, we'll figure this out. Caitlin Bruder. Caitlin Bruder. You can find me on Twitter at K-K-A-M-A-B-R. Uh, and on Wednesday nights at Rule of Lore. Uh, donate to Camp McGeezy to help our water protectors winterize. Sam DeLive. Godtrack Zephyr Singer. Sam DeLive. Wet Face. Sam DeLive on Twitch. At DeLively, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. Sam DeLive on Twitter. At Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. Sam DeLove has all these players in their hearts. Follow them everywhere. I would. Um, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG. Uh, I will be back here next week, same time, uh, with uh, all of these amazing people to figure out what comes next for the war. Um, and on that, the theater goes dark, and we are in Grave Glen, California in 1871. And we are outside the town's bank in the middle of the afternoon. The sound of gunshots ring out, and, and a moment later, four cowboys with like bandanas tied around the bottom of their faces like masks come running out, hooting and hollering. One of them says, we've done it, we've done it. Another one's like, let's get out of here. Uh, and they jump onto these four horses that are tied up right in front of the building, and they ride into the street. But they only make it a few yards before the lead rider pulls back on the reins and stops. The other three all stop behind him, standing in the middle of the street, about 50 yards away from them, calmly chewing like a twig, is Sheriff Virgil Wheeler, played by Winston Duke. Uh, and uh, he says, I think that's enough, Moran. That is you, ain't it? And the lead bandit pulls down his mask, revealing his face. He'll say he's played by Michael Shannon. And uh, he says... No, nothing gets by you, Sheriff Wheeler. Except us. We're going to get by you right now. Looking totally unimpressed, the sheriff says, you are welcome to try. And Moran pulls his gun, and so do the other three, and he spurs his horse, and it gallops forward, and the others follow. They ride towards the sheriff, who does not move a muscle, 40 yards away, 30 yards away. Wheeler... Clances down for a moment, but he doesn't move. 20 yards away, 10 yards away, the cowboys start firing wildly. Wheeler pulls his gun, and he draws so fast, it's the blink of an eye. You would, you'd miss it if you blinked. And, and fanning the hammer, he fires off four shots in rapid succession. Every single one of them hits its target, and within seconds, all four cowboys are down on the ground, clutching their wounds. Wheeler holsters his gun and he says, uh, you are under arrest, fellas. And he starts to walk towards them, but then another man, uh, older man, I'll say played by Victor Garber, comes running out of a side street going, Sheriff, Sheriff, you got to come quick. There's something coming. And he just looks absolutely terrified. And uh, Wheeler spins his gun back into his holster he pulls the brim of his hat down so his eyes fall into shadow, and he says, show me. 
And on that, see you next week. Thanks for playing with us. Oh, hey, it's B Zelda. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your reviews help other fans find the show, and that really helps us out too. If you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, you can give us a follow on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. That way you can get some news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else that we do. 